The force is with you. <laughs> yeah, I, understand. I thought it was just on Twitch, and then I went and looked, and I went to go re-listen to our episode, just to make sure like, it sounded good. I usually just try to like re-listen to it just for a little bit, and I noticed it said episode 14 again, and I was, like, uh, and I was thinking we could we could easily just like reset it after every 100 episodes, you know? Yeah, we could. I think that would make sense. I kind of want to get to a thousand. <laughs> I want to get to a thousand too. Yeah. Episode one thousand. Yeah. Welcome back, everybody. Episode one fifteen of Totally Talking Sports. Tim and myself here today. Kyle cannot be here, unfortunately, but he will be here next week, Tuesday and Thursday. His words, not mine. Um, so we will hold him to that. But I mean, <laughs> I would be. I'd be. I'd be shocked. I, so I'll be. Sh- I, I want it shocked. to happen. Yeah, I want. But to, I, I want to be, be here. I'll be shocked if. Because he, he said every week. Yeah, that's a lie. See, that is see, 100% that's what, a lie. that's the thing. Like, I believe he'll be here I next week. I won't commit to that because I have vacations planned. I will not be here Tuesday, Thursday. Right. Like, <laughs> he, he, said, he said he'll be here next week, Tuesday and Thursday, for every week. And I just don't see that happening because uh, Kyle usually has the stuff going on, and which is fine. Yeah. Uh, Chad, let us know what the favor is to ask. Yeah. Nick, love the hot takes so far. Um, but, yeah. Anyway. We're about to talk about it. But... Uh, before we get into anything, though, uh, I mean, we got a lot of football to talk about. Four big games that happened that we touched up on Tuesday that we're going to go really into this week or today. And then two huge games that we're going to deep dive into previewing uh, that's going to happen on Sunday. Um, but before we get into any talk, Timmy, how you been? Uh, been pretty good. School started this week. Um, so I'm in four classes. I'm in mm. Calc 2 uh, in physics. Oh, yeah. So those two are going to be the the grinders. Do you stop at Calc 2? No. I have to go in. Oh, I think I have to take Calc 3 and indifferential equations. Yeah, Calc 3 is stupid. Um, so, is it? Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, well, I, I was fine with Calc 3 until... Calc 2 like, seems like pretty end. simple. Calc 2 is fine. It's just like finding the area and the links and yeah. blah, 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 blah. Yeah, Calc 2 is not, not too bad. Calc 3 gets annoying because it's like... <laughs> Nick, you got to chill. <laughs> yeah. Calc 3 is annoying because... Well, at least when I took it at UNR, because um, it's calculus, uh, but in 3D. Oh yeah, I'm not gonna like that. Yeah, it's it's not the best. Yeah, but and I will be taking like Calc three at UNR most likely. If you get Tynan Kelly, solid professor. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, he also has like season tickets to the basketball games. Oh nice. So he's cool. So guy. he's a sports guy. Yeah, he's a cool guy. Nice. All right. So yeah, I'm uh, taking Calc two physics, um, IS two hundred one. Yeah. So I'm diving deeper into Excel. So maybe I can contribute. Yeah, I think IS two hundred one. Well, I don't know if did I did. You take IS two hundred one. I don't know if it was two hundred one or three hundred one that I took, but it was like business stuff. So it wasn't even like we did anything with fucking IS two one is the same way. Hey, Raffle, new Thank sub, you, my man. Um, oh, it's because I turned off the volume. Uh, no, hell yeah, Raffle, set the pace. We love you. Starting off hot, boys. We love it, dude. We love it. They've subscribed for two months. Hey, that's nice, dude. That's sweet. That means you're gonna be. Subscribe for two months straight without having to worry about it again. That's oh, yeah. awesome, and we appreciate it. Nick, where you at, dude? <laughs> Raffle, Raffle beat you. I, I liked linear algebra, I think. I took a lot of math classes. I don't remember what most of them were. Yeah. But I think I liked linear algebra. Yeah, maybe. But uh, then I'm taking a graphic design course as well. Ooh, hell yeah. So, and it's like it's like super basic, but uh, I guess... You got to start somewhere. I get, um, I don't get it for free, but I get it for like super cheap. I got uh, Photoshop, Ooh, yeah, uh, Illustrator, and all that stuff. Um, and I guess we're going to, the first, um, project that we're going to be doing is kind of like a logo. 
So I'm hoping like I get at dude, least a little exp- pasta. <laughs> copy just, pasta this. And just be like, dude, look at what I made <laughs> for my podcast. <laughs> you guys should check it out. You guys should totally check it out. Um, but yeah, so hopefully I can, you know, get a little something with that. That'd be sweet. Oh, yeah. Um, but other than that, school just started. So it was the first week, pretty easy week um, overall. Um, but yeah, Calc 2 and physics um, will be... The death of me. I, I'm definitely more comfortable with math I, this semester than I was last semester. Last semester I took Calc 1. It was my first math class in over a year. So yeah. that was a hard task. Um, but other than that, I've just been chilling. Tuesday was a lot of fun. If any of you guys missed it, uh, I know Raffle was here. Nick, you were here for a little bit, but we had a bunch of fun. Um, talked some good stuff. What about you, Logan? How you been, man? I've been good. Uh, oh, wait. Hold on. Oh, yeah. Dodgeball. Oh, yeah. So oh, we, had like, we had like... Our best player not playing. Oh, tough. Um, all of the all of the best players we had playing, we all threw out our arms by like the third game. Yeah, it's fair. Um, and so I, it was like right here, right. And so I had Jesse looking at me after the game. She did a bunch of like tests or whatever because she's a doctor, know, the doctor of the family. Yeah. Um, apparently, I just have like a inflamed. Um, um, the thing that attaches my bicep to the rest of my arm yeah I, I don't know i forget what the name of it is but it's inflamed and i was like oh why is that and jesse pretty much said it's because i'm lazy um and if i worked out more it wouldn't happen she's essentially telling you you need to jack off more oh, i've been doing it with my left hand a lot oh, lately. i see that's what's that's what's hurting you <laughs> no I, I'll, I'll go back to the classic i'll go back to the classic <laughs> um but yeah, we lost nine six. It was mm. it, we did win like three games at the end Close, in the row to yeah. But so it was a little bit closer. Um, but we'll see next week. Next week we should have a a good team and yeah, uh, get get your best throwers back, huh? Yeah, yeah. Because like I can catch sometimes, uh, but once I throw my arm, I'm done. Yeah, like I'm like useless. Well, yeah. What are you gonna do? It's, <laughs> you're not gonna. I get, I'm like over here like this. Like eh. you got to do the the tactic, the throw the ball up and then someone else throws. Right. It, you know? Yeah. But okay, how have you been? I'm good. Um, not a lot going on, especially not since yesterday. But today, uh, my internet was down at my work, um, so I couldn't process anybody's transactions. What did you do? Just sit there and go, "Hey guys, sorry, uh, we suck." Well, yeah. So I couldn't. I couldn't. Uh, like we couldn't just do it in the system, and I couldn't look anybody up. So we could do deposits, and then handwrite the deposit, and then handwrite a receipt, and then give them a receipt and say, "When it comes back online, this will post." Yeah. Which we didn't know when that was going to be, uh, but then. <laughs> but if I was a customer, I'd get super frustrated. Oh like, no, you should have been. Yeah, <laughs> I'd be like, no, I want my yeah, money in my account. I had now. a guy that came in, his account was overdrawn. <laughs> Gave me a hundred bucks, and he was like, "That'll fix that, right?" And I'm like, "Eventually." <laughs> <laughs> Don't know when. I'm but not yeah. just going to take this and leave, but like, I can't tell you when. And then it took me until two in the afternoon to do anything. Well, at least so, you had to do something at the point. Yeah. But that that two to five was probably like pretty hectic. You were doing a lot. No, it wasn't bad. No, because I only had it came back on at ten, but oh, I didn't okay. get a chance to do anything until two, like to actually do the transactions. Oh, because okay. I have to close down, look up everyone's individual accounts. Oh, okay. Then do the transaction, get overrides, a lot of stuff I had to do. Um, Where do you guys work, Raffle and Nick? Yeah. We want to know. Yeah, so it was it was a, a kind of a pain, um, but made it through. Also, you have to know your account number. So <laughs> it was tough. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but we made it through. It was only like an hour. Rest of the day was fine. Um, I overdrafted a couple people's accounts. It's all good. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, the rest of the day was fine. Nothing else really going on for me that I can think of. Um, Do so anything yeah. fun over the weekend? No. I, did, I did nothing. 
No, I did get volunteered to help on Sunday with someone moving. Well, not moving, but um, reorganizing her uh, garage because she sells stuff on Facebook Marketplace. Okay. Um, all right, Raffle, you nerd. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> do you do like IT security or do you like do security for the building? It's a good question. Um, yeah, so yeah, this past weekend I didn't do anything. I think on Saturday or Sunday. All right, yeah, big nerd Raffle. Hey, uh, I'm trying to go. I'm trying to be a computer. Scientist. No, no, it, it, it pays well. <laughs> I don't. It's not an insult. Yeah, I also am a nerd. Um, I just don't get paid for it. Yeah. Um, so I'm the loser here. Your dream job would probably be making spreadsheets. spreadsheets. Yeah, I don't care where. I make spreadsheets at work. I was I was working <laughs> on the spreadsheet that I made for next season's picks at work when yeah. I was in drive up. And I was just making a spreadsheet. And someone. Came back there because I had like formulas going, and it's like you know looking up and referencing all these other things, and like was done for the day, and I was waiting to leave, and this guy came up to me and he was like, "So are you formulating back there?" And I was like, "Shoot, <laughs> shut the fuck up! Like, <laughs> leave me alone." What you formulating? Um, <laughs> Fucking roast yeah. your ass. <laughs> but um, no, so this week, this week we didn't do anything. I think we like went over for like a little bit to help the same person out. But this Sunday, I'm going to be helping out. And Brittany was like, oh, you got any plans on Sunday? And I was like, watching the games. She was like, yeah, well, I volunteered you to help. And I was like, what time? She was two. And I'm like, that's maybe the worst time you could have told me. (laughs) It's right the end of the first game and the start of the second game. So uh, make it work, though. I mean, I'm more than glad to help because um, the person we're helping is a good family friend. And she has like a, a disc that's just floating in her back. Yeah. So she is going to need help. You're right. Um, so I'm more than happy to help. I'm just like, man, I'd Did like to work the oh, I'm sure. I'm sure we'll, you know, do something. Oh, it's this Sunday. Yeah, it's this Sunday. So I'm sure we'll do something. Yeah, it's oh, tough. It's tough. Yeah. That's, I was going to say, like, last Sunday, I'm like, okay, at least you got to watch Saturday ones. Yeah, no, no. It, it, I'll be fine. I'll survive. You yeah, know? you got your phone. And it's Sunday, you know, Super Bowl Sunday, I'm obviously going to have clear, so... Um, what if she volunteers you for something? No, she won't. <laughs> and if she does, the answer is no. Brittany, if you're watching, if you volunteer me for something on Super Bowl Sunday, one, maybe divorce. Two, <laughs> the answer is not no. going to happen. The answer is no. <laughs> uh, Chad, you still haven't asked us your favor. Um, yeah, what is? I did work at Apple for about seven years as well, which sounds much more impressive than it actually is. Yeah, I think I think that's fair. Like, yeah. I don't know. Um, I mean, props to you for working at Apple. It's yeah. a big company. Good company. Yeah. Um, well, it's big. We don't know if it's good. That's true. That's fair. Uh, but yeah, no, this this past weekend didn't do anything. Just been trying to watch all the sports I can. Uh, yeah. So that all being said, why don't we jump into some Timmy's sports news we did not know we cared about. Yeah. Um, I didn't get any like outlying sports in there because it was kind of last minute. I realized I got home from school today. I was like, shit. Yeah, uh, no, that's fair. But I threw some stuff together. Um, so first one, I'll go over the two and then we'll go over to the big talking point one, um, that Nick was giving us hot takes on. Uh, first one is Panthers hire ex Colts, ex Colts coach, Frank Reich as new head coach. Um, I mean, they needed someone, um, and, uh, Frank actually had like a 40 and 33 record with the Colts. So, I mean, he had a winning record, um, kept getting thrown quarterbacks on their last leg. Yeah, well, and, and kind of not fair. And to be fair, you're getting stuck with Carolina team that also doesn't really have a quarterback. So we'll see how it works out in Carolina for him. Um, I would imagine they're looking at drafting a quarterback at this point. Um, oh yeah, they probably are. But the tough thing is they have a ninth pick, so you're not they, getting a good one. Yeah, you're getting a project. Yeah, uh, 
I talked to my coworker that's a Panthers fan, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Hey, Devin, you see you guys signed Frank Reich?" And she just rolled her eyes, <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, it's about all I need to know." <laughs> like, I was like, "You know, it's we we were talking about it, her and I, about like how annoying it is because she's like, dude, Steve Wilkes did so good as an interim head coach, and I was like." Yeah, it's and they really, almost hired him. It's really frustrating to me that no one ever hires interim head coaches. I know they like promote somebody, and it's like, hey, you're our second best option off on this raw on this like group. But of we're, staff. we're going to hire a head coach that just got fired. Yeah, for having <laughs> an awful season. Like he was in the middle of an awful season, so they fired him. So, so we're going to hire that guy instead, and we're going to hire a quarterback guru when we don't have a young quarterback on the roster. Right. Like, well, they do. It's Matt Corral who has a fucked up foot. Or yeah. and then maybe you draft someone in at pick nine that is a huge project, and then Frank Reich is going to get fired before like that Anthony guy. Richardson. Yeah, and then you're going to fire Frank Reich before he really gets to develop that guy. Right. So like that's the dumbest thing you could have fucking done. Maybe bring him in as an OC, yeah, and keep him around for a little bit or something, you know, or just a Q- Q- QB coach. Yeah, bring him in as a, bring him in as like an OC, and then if you fire the head coach you hired, you can be like, hey, you can stick around. You're actually going to be our head coach. We were just not trying to fire you after a year and a half so you can actually be here for three or four years. Right. Yeah. I, I that would, would, that I would, would rather make sense. Them stick with the guy that actually like gave him some type of hope yeah. at the end of the season. Well, and, she, and we were the, the thing I said, I was like, you know, I guess they just fired him because they, he fucked up your guy's draft pick. Like he made it worse than it would have been. I'm sure if you hired anybody else that was like, no, we're just going to, you know, ride the wave here. Like Jeff Saturday, he won one game. Yeah. And he was like, dude, I got us a great draft pick, guys. And he's getting interviewed again to be their head coach still, somehow. He had two interviews with the Colts. Jesus. Why? Why did he get one? <laughs> he won one game. Like He was like, dude, I don't care if I win eight games. I don't care if I win one game. I'm just grateful for the experience. That's not who you want as your head coach. Right. Like He's like, I don't know how I'm here. He was coaching high school, and he was plenty happy just coming in and helping out the owner. He's like, dude, Mercy. I played here for a while. Your mercy is my drinking buddy. I got no problem with this. Right. And then they're like, that'll be, you want to. That'll be a match made in hell for yeah. any Colts fan if they hire Jeff Saturday. Uh, yeah, again. Yeah, but the Steve Wilkes thing, I'm like, he did great with nothing. Yeah. He almost got him in into a playoff spot, you know? Like they were two what two wins away after the whole first half of the season and you fire your head coach, you have no expectations of making playoffs. No. I don't know. And then I saw the Colts tweeted about it and uh they like after Frank Reich got hired and they tweeted like a picture of Frank Reich and they were like, Congrats to this good man and everyone was like the fuck are you doing? <laughs> I was like, if, if I got fired and then the company that I got fired by like tweeted at me like when I got hired at my new job, I would be so mad. I'd be like, get yeah, like, it, fuck it, you guys. You fired the, me. Yeah, congrats to this good man. Like you obviously didn't think I was good enough for a man. You fired me. Like yeah, well, well, maybe that's the thing. They said good man is like, like he's a good guy. He sucks as a coach though. Right, and to be fair, he had a winning record as a head coach under the Colts. So with a combination of quarterbacks of Matt Ryan, Phillip rivers, Carson Wentz. And yeah, that's his, those are the three quarterbacks. He started. Like, I, th- <laughs> I think he got hired during the Phillip rivers year. Yeah. So it was the Phillip rivers year and then the Carson Wentz year and then half of a Matt Ryan year. Yeah. You didn't, those are the, you gave him old ass quarterbacks that yeah. were retiring like or in Carson Wentz. Like, yeah. what are you doing? Yeah. He did what, Whatever he could with what he had. Um, okay. Former Detroit Lions linebacker Ooh. Jesse Lemonier has died. The team confirmed Thursday. He was 25. Um, he was going to go play in the USFL. Um, so RIP to you. Um, and 
to your family. We are sorry for your loss. Yeah. Um, okay, big one. Uh, Nick, Raffle, Upper Decker, anyone else in there? Give us your hot takes on this one. Chad. Um, Jets hire former Broncos head coach Nathaniel Hackett as new OC. The talk around town is this is what is going to bring Aaron Rodgers. This is the guarantee that Aaron Rodgers is leaving Green Bay and going to the Jets. Now, while I think that would make this hiring very smart by the Jets, this is why it's also very dumb. If, if it's a big if, if Aaron Rodgers doesn't go to the Jets, mm. um, Robert Sala might lose his job. If the Jets do bad enough. I think they have a scapegoat now. <laughs> it's only when he got hired as the Broncos head coach, and then you also got a big-time big, big quarterback. And then it's like, hey, one of you's got to go. And it was like, well, we just signed Russ, so it's not going to be him. It's the same thing. It's like, hey, Salah did great. He obviously had to get rid of the offensive coordinator because he sucked. If Hackett comes in and doesn't do any better, it's like, obviously it's still the offensive yeah, but coordinator. Hackett, was, he got fired after one year. He could have just sat out a year, collected a paycheck, mm-hmm. and then just found another job as an OC after that. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't you just sit around and collect a paycheck? But that's the whole thing. Apparently, it's, it's going to bring in Aaron Rodgers. It's the swing. You got to take the big swing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you miss 100%, 100% of the shots you don't take. Yeah. It, it's the argument of, like, did Aaron Rodgers want to go play for the Jets? Like, if they were going to trade him, would he have been like, okay, I'll go play for them? Or would he have just retired? Or is it going to be – or sorry, that was the argument. Like, is he going to go there? Now it's like, okay, well, let's add a little bit of incentive. Hey, we got your old offensive coordinator here. Yeah. So now it's like even more likely that if you make that trade, he's going to actually play for you instead of retire. You have to take that swing. Otherwise, you're stuck with whoever you have at quarterback. Right. Or trying to – like hoping – if you're going to go get a quarterback, it's going to be Aaron Rodgers to try to win a Super Bowl. Like I wouldn't be comfortable with saying like – well, we went and got Jimmy Garoppolo. He's not going to go win you a Super Bowl. I'm still waiting for the face reveal, guys. Yeah. Are you in the Discord? <laughs> no, we're not live in the Discord. <laughs> so I don't burger cheese. I don't know what you're talking about, burger cheese, because our faces are on the screen right now. So we. Th- so he thinks. So he thinks. Yeah, right. Yeah, but this could not be us. This, this is all an illusion. Um, but Nick's hot takes were... Um, Best hire in Jets history, which is saying something. Rex Ryan took him to like a few AFC championships championships. with Um, Mark Sanchez at quarterback. You're right. Hot take. Jets will win the Super Bowl if they get Aaron Rodgers. It's not necessarily like – it's not steaming, but it's definitely hot. It's hot. I think they would obviously be one of the top contenders because it's like, oh, they need to fix one thing. It's quarterback. Oh, they got a top five quarterback in the league. Right. If Aaron Rodgers is – the Aaron Rodgers of two seasons ago and not this past season. I think the Jets, you know, say they do get Aaron Rodgers. They go out, they draft some more offensive linemen. They already have a decent wide receiver core, um, decent linebacker room. Good running uh, backs. Good running backs. The defense is good. Um, it would be super interesting. Um, but you got to play Josh Allen twice a year. Um, you got to play Josh Allen twice a year. You got to play a Dolphins team that has the right, like, offensive coordinator twice a year or or offensive scheme. Yeah. And is going to be getting a new defensive coordinator. The Patriots are like, not like a awful team. Right. And with the Bill O'Brien hire, it would turn into a a East on paper would be one of the toughest divisions. Yeah. Like AFC West and AFC East. Yeah. Again, making AFC King 
which it already yeah. is. AFC is tough. Yeah, um, it, it would there be, are other next other. There would be no good NFC quarterbacks other than Jalen Hurts at that point. Yeah, Justin Herbert, AFC. Oh yeah, um, yeah. Matt Stafford's okay. Yeah, Goff. Good point, Stafford's tears. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that's, that's about it. That's like Kirk Cousins is Kirk Cousins. Yeah, it would it would just like when you talk about AFC and then you would list the names and it's like Mahomes and Allen and Burrow and Herbert and Rogers and, and you keep And now that Tom Brady's probably not going back either. Tom Brady to the Dolphins. Now Tom Brady and Aaron oh Rodgers. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, the NFC would be ass. The NFC would be just it would be a cakewalk for the Eagles and Niners every season because yeah. they don't need a great quarterback. And Jalen Hurts is good. Like, don't get me wrong. Right. But, like, he doesn't even need to be great. <laughs> like, yeah, no, the AFC is is already stacked enough. Um, so we kind of need Aaron Rodgers to stay on the NFC. <laughs> yeah, the NFL <laughs> a little needs bit more competition there. Yeah. over there. But they won't um, trade him to an NFC team. Right. So but I agree with Stafford Sears Goff. I think he's working his way into that conversations. Packer said they won't trade the NFC. Yeah, and it makes sense. Why would yeah. you want to have to go play your former quarterback in a championship? Game? Nah, dude. Trade him to the Vikings. Let him be the backup. That would be hilarious. <laughs> Just have him sit behind Kirk. <laughs> I think he would retire at that point. He'd be like, no. Dude, I, this is why I couldn't be a GM. I'd, I'd throw two first-rounders at the Packers to get Jared, to get Aaron Rodgers and have him retire and then make a press conference. I was like, well, he was going to be Kirk's backup anyways. <laughs> <laughs> AFC always been better. Oh, okay. Who won the Super Bowl last year? Yeah, I would argue probably about 50-50 AFC's been better. <laughs> Might make sense. Who's won more Super Bowls, the AFC or the NFC? I'm not talking about NFL championships either. I'm talking Super Bowls, when Super Bowls became the thing. What's that number? NFC 28 times, AFC 27 times. Oh, shit, dude. So literally about The 50%. AFC by quite a bit. You're wrong, Burger Cheese. We just got the numbers. The NFC by one. Yeah. So NFC right now is better. <laughs> On paper, though, it doesn't make sense because you have the Steelers and the Patriots. And you think about those like. You get, then you get the Niners and Cowboys. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. You know. But, uh, yeah. Anyway, Nathaniel Hackett. Dude. Uh, that stretch, though, from fucking 85 to 96 was – 97, no. 97. 97 was only NFC champions. Yeah. <clears throat> That's crazy. Yeah. Any, any of you guys have any other thoughts about the Nathaniel Hackett hire? Let us know. Uh, it's definitely – It is a huge swing, but you have to make it if you're the Jets. Right. All right. NBA. I uh, just got a couple points before we go over into power rankings. This one was going to be a boom for me, but I decided to throw it in there. What's up? No, go for it. Oh, okay. Um, while scoring 60 points for the fourth time in his career during Wednesday's 134-124 win over the Utah Jazz, Portland Trailblazers guard Damian Lillard made history with his efficiency. Lillard just need needed just 29 shot attempts God. and 10 free throw attempts to score mm. sitting, putting him in elite company. Just two other players, Carl Malone with 26 in 1990 and James Harden with 24 in 2019, have reached 60 points on fewer shot attempts, but both scored a higher percentage of their yeah. shots at the foul free line, throw, yeah. taking 40 free throws apiece. Meanwhile, 
Only one player to score 60, Rick Barry, in 1974 with five free throw attempts, has done so with fewer than 10 free throw attempts. Because of those limited opportunities, Lillard posted the highest true shooting percentage, yep. a measure of combined efficiency on shot attempts and free throws, ever <coughs> in a 60-point game. He shot 89.98, so 89.8%. That is crazy. Um, early boom to Damian Lillard, yep. always been a stud. Yeah, Raffle Lewis' loyalty to the Blazers is going to cost him a championship. Zero shot, he's winning one in Portland. He knows that. Yeah, and I, he, he knows I don't. That. I've I've been making this point since he like this off season when I thought obviously the trade is coming this year after they traded McCollum, and I was like, there's no way that Dame's going to want to keep playing there with nobody by his side, right? And it's like they're like, we're going to rebuild, but we also have a player that's probably a top ten player in the NBA. Yeah, and it's like. You can't do that. You can't rebuild in basketball with a top 10. You have to get rid of him if you're actually going to rebuild or you add pieces and try to compete. And they're not sitting, adding anything. They're sitting in no man's land with a star player and a bunch of decent supporting cast. And it's like Portland's like, okay, we'll just wait until Dame retires. Yeah, exactly. And then, it's like, and then we'll rebuild. And it's like, that's why they drafted like Shaden Sharp. And it's like, I guess, but like his unselfishness is awful because curry, curry to the Celtics, please. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, <laughs> his unselfishness is awful because you cannot be a great if you're not at least a little bit selfish. Right. Right. Katie went and got multiple rings because he left. Well, he got one, I think in golden state, but a chance for multiple rings and got a ring because he was like, listen, man, I need a fucking ring to like add to my, to add to my fucking resume here. I'm going to go play in Golden State for a few years. I'm going to go win a ring. Yeah. And then I can go keep doing my own thing. Right. And obviously it's not working out with him doing his own thing. Just like too much drama around him. Oh my right? God. It's fucking ridiculous. But like his, his like I, I can, I can understand it, especially after LeBron left and you can, you have to give LeBron props because he then went back to Cleveland and won one and then went to LA and won one. Like it's one in three different fucking cities. Yeah. It's impressive. Um, but like you, you, you gotta like be a little bit selfish and like, hey man, I gotta get more money. If I'm gonna be here, I gotta get more money. Or if I'm gonna, if I'm gonna be here, you gotta help me. And if not, I'm gonna go somewhere else. And Dame's just like, nah, I'm content to stay here. You know, finish out my career to, with the team that drafted me just because they drafted me. And it's like, why? Because they draft like that doesn't. You don't owe them anything because they drafted you. They haven't helped you. Yeah. You go go show them what they missed out on because they didn't do a good enough job helping you out. Right. Yeah, and Ralph, I respect the loyalty, but there's zero sense staying in Exactly. Yeah, I, mean, I, I can respect it. Like, I think everybody in the league knows that, like, it's just kind of like, dude, like, okay, if that's where you want to be, that's where you want to be, but who, you're not getting anywhere. Who are the only players that played a 20-year career or, you know, probably more than 15 with one team is Dirk and Kobe, and they both won rings, and so it made sense for them to just stay there. Yeah, because they stayed the well. Kobe didn't need to stay the course; he got Shaq super early on. But Dirk stayed the course and got a ring, middle third of his career. Right, you know, towards the tail end of his career, got a ring, and that's all that fucking matters, man. I got my ring with the, with Damon Portland. There's no chance of it happening. No, it makes no sense. Not within the next four years, and after that, it's like I don't. He's has, doesn't have a lot left after that. No, no, he's look at how old he is. Um, right now he's, uh, he's 32 by the yeah. time he's 36, you know, like yeah, he's, he's at the, he's at a point where he's starting to come down from his peak. Right. Like I'm not saying his peak is over, but like he's starting to come down from it. You yeah. can't, you're not LeBron. There's only one LeBron that's going right. to keep being this fucking dominant. 
Right. I just don't get it. Yeah. Um, okay. A billionaire mortgage lender, Matt Ishbia's purchase of a majority stake in the Phoenix Suns and Phoenix Mercury at a $4 billion valuation is expected to become official in the next two weeks with Ishbia assuming control before the February 9th NBA trade deadline team and league sources told ESPN. Good for them. Um, yeah, final, good final for final them. The Hopefully the culture in Phoenix changes with that. First and move, trade Chris Paul. Wouldn't be a bad move. And we talked about that on yep. Tuesday. Yep. Yeah. Okay, uh, so just wanted to go over some power rankings real quick. I grabbed these off of... Before that, they announced all-star um, captains and starters. Okay, captains are going to be LeBron and um, I would assume either Giannis, yeah. Embiid, Giannis? It's Giannis. Okay. Ooh, Embiid, huh? Embiid, not a starter. What? Yeah, Joel Embiid, not a starter this year. Okay, give me the starting lineups. So here. starting lineups hell? in the West. Okay. Uh, LeBron, uh, Jokic, Zion, Steph, and Luka. Okay. I believe are the, yeah, they are the starting five for the West. In the East, starting five, Giannis, KD, Tatum, Kyrie, Donovan Mitchell. It's a small lineup. It is a small lineup. But it's all-stars. It's all-stars. Yeah. It's going to be. Tough thing is Embiid was fourth in the front court behind Tatum, KD, and Giannis. Oh, okay. So that's why. Like, he would have finished above Donovan Mitchell, I, I would imagine. Yeah. But being in the front court put him back a little bit. Because um, uh, they do it based off of – it's a weighted score of player rankings, fan rankings, and media rankings Yeah. for who gets to start. So Giannis was number one in player and fan and then second in media. Um, Jason was disrespectfully fourth uh, for players. Really? Third by fans, and then <laughs> first in the media. Burger cheese. <laughs> You're fired. Yeah, he's only 19. I thought, what? No, he's not. Oh, okay. I was like, no way. Yeah, he's like 24. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and, and then Embiid ended up finishing. Um, he's got a kid and everything, man. <laughs> Yeah, it wouldn't so matter. <laughs> yeah, right. But those guys doing high school press conferences that have kids. Yeah, <laughs> like, no, it's true. Uh, but yeah, Embiid finished third in player voting, fourth in the fan ranking, and third in media. Hmm. So he finished in that three four. The other guys finished, you know, yeah. some combination one two and three. Um, so it's tough. He he got snubbed. I think he should be in there over Mitchell. Honestly, you could just go fucking huge and go Kyrie. Throw fucking Tatum at the two, dude. Why not? I'd really have Donovan Mitchell in there over Kyrie. Yeah. Also, Jalen Brown just missed out. He was the third in the front in the uh, backcourt, but he's in there. He's in, he's going to be a reserve, I imagine. Um, Steph is. Uh, Steph and Luca were like clear cut in the backcourt for the West. Yeah. Who was, else is in the backcourt for the West? That so that was it right now. They well, haven't ja. announced reserve. Jaw was third for the okay. backcourt, so they haven't announced reserves yet. Um, so that and then uh, yeah, LeBron, Jokic, and then. Zion was like big drop after Jokic and LeBron. Yeah. And then it was Zion. And then AD still in there. Hmm. Despite missing so much. And then Larry Markinen and Demonis Sabonis are close. Okay. Um, it's good for the Kings. Um, I mean, yeah, they're playing good ball. Can't, can't fucking. Yeah. It, it's going to be interesting to see how the reserves play out. Um, big thing I'm excited for is they changed how this works. They're not doing the draft until right before the game. Oh, I kind of like that. I it's like pick up basketball. Yeah, it's literally like stand in front of me, pick my team, let's go play basketball. Yeah, let's. Go. I yeah. love it yeah. so much. It's like 
we're not going to sit here and have practices and open practices where people can come and watch us no, practice together. we're just going to go fucking play Dude, some we're going to go play some basketball. Yeah. It's just the best players in the world playing basketball for fun. Yeah. That's what the game is. Yeah. I love it. I can't fucking wait for the actual. I love betting the over on the All-Star game, too. Easily. Well, the over is like 400. Yeah. <laughs> and I love it. <laughs> All right. Uh, some power rankings. I got these off of ESPN.com. Um, they were posted as of yesterday. yesterday yeah. So that's nice. Uh, one, you got the Celtics. Two, you got the Nuggets. No change at one and two. Um, three, the Sixers jumped up three spots from six. Uh, so they're now sitting at number three. Good for them. Grizzlies moved down one spot to four. Uh, Milwaukee moves down one spot uh, to five. Uh Brooklyn Nets move down to six. Kings move up from nine to seven. Cavs move down to eight. Uh, Pelicans moved up from 12 to nine. And then finishing off the top 10 is the Miami Heat. Um, Drop two spots. Drop two spots. Um, After that, you know, not a whole lot going on. Not a lot of big moves I can see. Um, The Knicks dropped from 11 to 16, so bummer for them. They suck. They beat us. sucking, yeah. Uh, Pacers dropped down another five spots. We talked about that on uh, Tuesday that they should probably start tanking, right? Yeah, they should, they should uh, trade. And Tyrese Halliburton's out, so um, it's just Pacers are a problem. Um, Lakers go up one spot, twenty-two to twenty-one. So good for them. Yeah. Um, and yeah. then the very worst team is the Rockets still. So yeah. Anything else with power rankings or NBA? No, not not that I I can think of. Um, I mean. I wish the Pro Bowl was as cool. Well, Burger Cheese, they're they're gonna bring back the uh, the fucking games, dude. They're, they're going to, and it's gonna be flag football, which I know you guys like. I don't, don't want to see like, flag football. I just want to see quarterbacks me, huck it as far as they can. Here's here's why I think I was gonna bring this up. Like, take it easy, ago. Burger Cheese. Take it easy. I was gonna bring this up months ago when I when I brought up my uh, seven on seven for the rookie class uh-huh. having a summer league, and you guys hated me for it. Um, I was also gonna bring up that they should make the Pro Bowl a flag football game. And I, and I didn't bring it up because I knew you guys would have been like, boo, Logan. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, I would have said boo, you, Logan. You're telling me you wouldn't want to see fucking Aaron Donald route up fucking Jason Kelsey? That wouldn't happen. Dude, let me get lineman. No, Burger King. <laughs> let me get offensive, defensive lineman running one-on-one on the outside. Okay, if that was a let thing. Let me see some shit like that. Let if that see. was a thing, then yeah, I'd be down. And then yeah, let me see someone try to fucking pull Tyree Kill's flags off, huh? That's going to be funny. Just someone chasing Tyree Kill around the field. You can't <laughs> tackle him. You can't hit him. Just try to grab a flag. That's going to be hilarious. <laughs> yeah, but it's going to be like strewn behind him. Yeah, but you still try. Dude, I played flag football a lot when I was a kid. It's harder than you think. Yeah, I know, but like, they're NFL players. I know. <laughs> we were in the we were in the in the dude. I was playing against yard. other twelve year olds. It was it was still hard. <laughs> um, I, I'm let's kind get of returning it. punts and kicks. Yeah, yeah, I would I would love it. I, I would love, love to see stuff like that. That would be a lot of fun. And uh, I don't want to talk about it yet. I want to wait until Tuesday when Kyle's here. The NHL has changed their All Star game. Okay, and I'm not going to spoil anything. I'm not going to talk about it. Don't look it up. I want Kyle to be here to talk about it because I'm sure Kyle knows more than I do. Yeah. But I took a sneak peek at it and it looks fucking awesome. Okay, cool. So I'm, I'm talking about that on Tuesday. Make sure you guys tune in uh, Tuesday uh, yeah. to to. Oh, and that's gonna be the actual podcast episode. Remember, guys. Yes. We're switching up the format also, to where. Upper Decker, I, I texted him because I thought he died. Yeah. Um, I think he just left because we didn't immediately answer his question. But, um, I texted him and asked him his favor. His favor is if we can just post the Tuesday. 
or like the non podcast as a podcast, anyways. I mean, we can do that. It won't be official. I mean, we'll just keep it light and loose. But we're gonna post it up there anyways. Yeah, yeah, we could do that. That's we'll fine. post them. Yeah, N- there's not gonna be any edits. But <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna put any effort into that. It'll one. be there for you. I there. barely put any effort into this one. Um, yeah. So, so that one will be next to zero, Chad. Yeah. But we'll post it up for you so you can listen to us ramble and whatnot. Okay, NHL guys, I uh, got a couple points here, or one point, and then some power rankings. Kyle's not here. He's our hockey guy. So, uh, but. Fun little fact, uh, the Kraken's first ever win against the Canucks in their, you know, year and a half history, they finally beat the Canucks, also came with the significance that they surpassed their entire win total from last season. Oh, yeah. A year ago, the Kraken's troublesome maiden voyage led to them finishing 27, 49, and 6, with questions about how long it would take for them to get better, but now they are 28, 14, and 5, are in discussion for the Pacific Division crown, could possibly contend for the best record in the Western Conference, and per Money Puck. They have a ninety-five point four percent chance of reaching the playoffs. Yeah. So guys, they'd have to fall apart to not make the playoffs. streams hockey team is fucking doing it, man. It's always good. I uh, actually have not watched the Kraken game this year. Never. I haven't watched a single one. Maybe uh, that's why they're doing something. Maybe. And the thing was, is with the Super Box, fucking hockey just never works. Yeah. Anytime I ever try to watch hockey, it just freezes on me. Yeah. All the time, and I can never get it to just a smooth stream. It's really frustrating. Yeah, need an all defensive team versus an all offensive team. Got to play both sides. For, for that would be a lot of fun. That'd be fun. I'd like to see who would be quarterback for a defense. Yeah, I don't know. They'd have someone. Here's here's the tough thing is like finding someone that can play quarterback for the defense, and then on they would off- probably just they would probably just run down the throats. Yeah, but the thing is with like an offense, if it's like a fucking Kirk Cousins kind of deal, like obviously that's gonna be unathletic wherever he's at on the field, but. <laughs> If you get like a Patrick Mahomes or a, a Jalen Hurts out there at court, like obviously they, there's a good chance they're in the Super Bowl this year, so they wouldn't be in the Pro Bowl. Which yeah, but, but brings put them out there point. like outside linebacker. Dude, they they're athletic. They'd play out there. Yeah. Uh, here's here's the other thing though, dude. Move the Pro Bowl to midseason. I know. It's not risking anything because it's no contact anymore. You're just having a good time, having some fun. Games. I would much rather have every it in the other of the fucking league does it in the middle of the season as like a nice little and break. We- Everyone gets a week off. Yeah. Well, everyone gets like two weeks off during that. You well, no, nah, it's a week. Yeah. Um, in the NFL, it's like, hey, you actually all get a bye week essentially. Then you can go. I don't. I don't know how I feel about like you get two weeks to prep for the Super Bowl. I get it. It's the biggest game of the season. No, but I want it right but after. But like every other week has been, you had one week off unless you had your bye week. Yeah. But like, but college football is the same way. Yeah, but they get so much time. You get like a month off in college football. It's yeah. dumb. It's like, oh, we want them at full strength. Well, no, you get Dude, a month off. Football. You get a month off to go play a game, and if you win, you get another two weeks. Exactly. It's, it makes no fucking sense. So yeah, put it in the middle of the season. Let us have everybody participate. Everyone the fans want to see. I don't like not seeing the best quarterbacks in the league <laughs> because they're in the fucking Super Bowl. You know. Yeah. If the NFL season <laughs> was thirty weeks long, there would be so many players at week. 20 that had concussions and would retire yeah hey guys i want to i want to i'm going to test something here because none of you guys ever um donate bits but if you guys don't want to subscribe um because maybe the five bucks is a lot you can always um just send us bits um 100 bits is a technically a buck and i think we get we get all of it so subbing is also obviously very amazing but you should sub to us as well yeah so hold on so you know when we're going live, in addition to getting cool emotes. Um, 
Yeah. There we go. Yeah, see? Um, Tim Lim, that's my that's my account or whatever. And I cheered 100 bits. Um, and even... Couldn't tell you. Couldn't tell you why um, you can't hear it, uh, but you know that's a problem for another day. Yes, but you can do that. Yeah. Um, okay. Some power rankings. Power rankings. These came out um, off ESPN on the twentieth, so six days ago. Ah, um, tomorrow's on the yeah, day. Tomorrow's the day. Uh, but right now, still Boston number one. Uh, Carolina Cheetah Canes uh, moved up a spot from three to two. Um, Tampa Bay. All the way up from eight now to three, um, so they're making a push. They just beat us. Yep. Um, Devils uh, moved up one from five, and rounding out the top five is the Toronto Maple Leafs, who were number two, so they're falling. Um, after that, um, some teams to note. Uh, Burger Cheese, your Golden Knights, um, are moving down as well. They were four, now they're eight. Um, the Seattle Kraken, the podcast team, um, previously ranked seventh, now ranked ninth. Uh, Ruffle, I don't know who your hockey team is. If you have one, let us know. I'll get you the power rankings. Um, other than that, we have... It's got to be the Flyers. It's, yeah. It's got to be, you're got to be the biggest gritty fan. Yep, I knew it. Yeah, okay. Uh, you should care. My you Islanders... Got gritty. <laughs> my Islanders are moving down. We were 17, moving our way back up. Uh, but uh, falling down to 19, um, the Flyers, um, you guys have stayed steady at the 24 spot. Um Pretty bad, uh, but that's okay. Yeah, gritty is dope. You could be Kyle and be thirty second. They were thirty one, and now dude, they're thirty two. They dude, fell down. Uh, to the, the I wish he was spot. here for this. <laughs> yeah. I had a, a customer come in, and she's a Coyotes fan, um, which is you know, a decision. But. I went to a Flyers game actually, Raffle, yeah. when I was in Philadelphia. Oh yeah, um, and uh, she came in. She was like, "Oh, we're going to a hockey game this weekend." She had a you know her Coyotes jacket on. Me and Jesse might go to a Sharks game. Oh hell yeah. Um, and I was like, I was like, oh, sick. You know, she goes, yeah, my, my mother-in-law is a Ducks fan. They're playing each other. So we're going to go out to Arizona and like watch the game. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. And she was like, yeah. And I'm like, well, hey, at least you guys get a win. And she was like, yeah, we're not too great either. And I'm like, yeah, but you're not that bad. <laughs> she was like, you got a point. <laughs> All right. Uh, other than that, NHL, that wraps up for M uh, NHL. And then MLB, I just got one point. Um, also, guys, um, on the – it was my idea, um, and I think it's going to be a lot of fun, uh, but when MLB gets into the swing of things, we're going to do like a podcast fantasy team. Uh, we're just going to uh, – me, Logan, and Kyle are going to sit down. Um, we're just going to join a random league, and we can even look at – if some of the viewers want to join, we could look at a league that's being formed that doesn't have a, you know the full amount of people, and then we could just troll the shit out of them all season. <laughs> yeah. And I fair. think it'll be a lot of fun, and then every – uh, non-podcast episode we can make our lineup for the week uh, I think it could be a lot of fun uh, but anyway MLB interesting raffle Astros hire Braves scouting executive Dana Brown as new GM um, he is now the first uh, black GM in baseball why did it fucking take so long I know like I don't get it this is why like there's like racist like complaints that happen every year in baseball and they're just like, no, no, it's America's game. No, it's fucking not. It's a white man's game. But it's not because, like, most of the league probably isn't white. Right. They're, like, you know, Hispanic or Dominican or whatever. Or black, you know. Yeah. And, and it's just like, but only white people can tell you how to play the game. Can have strategy. I, I, I just don't get it. 
I just don't get it. Every sport does it. It's not like it's just baseball that's at fault here. Yeah. But like every sport is like dominated by not white people. And they're like, but only the white people can make the calls because come on, guys. Right. Like it's so fucking stupid. Good for them. I'm glad someone finally fucking did it. Good for the Astros. Yeah. I mean, about time. About damn time. About time. Um, Okay. NCAA men's basketball. Um, Got a little note here. Georgetown. Snapped a 29-game losing streak against so, Big East opponents so bad. with an 81-76 victory over DePaul on Tuesday night. So good for you, Georgetown. You're still dog water, but at least if, you beat someone in the Big East. If you're DePaul, fire everybody. 29-game <laughs> losing streak and yeah. you couldn't beat them? Yeah. Not okay. Yeah, not good. Not good. Um, okay. And then for golf, John Rom continues to tear. Um, Goes back-to-back wins, this time winning the PGA Tours American Express. Um, he actually played in the group with Ricky Fowler on the first two days. Ricky Fowler didn't play bad, uh, but... Not not to the standard. No, he to. made the cut, um, and he finished in somewhere in the 50s. So he played decent. Like the, His final round was something around minus 12, minus 13, so he didn't play bad or anything like that. Uh, Bears drafting Wembenyama. <laughs> I will wait. I want to. I will get definitely. I definitely want Logan's reaction to that burger cheese. That's good. I like it. Um, but then this week in golf is the Farmers Insurance Open over in Torrey Pines down in Southern California. Um, Ricky Fowler has made the cut, uh, but right now the leader in the clubhouse, I believe, I don't have it open right now, but it is Sam Ryder. Um, so good for him. Um, tough conditions out there today. It was cold. It was really windy. They play on two different courses. So it's like one of those things where you play on two different courses. So I don't know, you may get the luck of the draw. Whereas the good day you're playing on the easy course and the hard day you're playing on the harder course. It's one of those things. Ricky Fowler did make the cut on the number at even. Um, so at least he's going to be, maybe he has a good weekend, but he shot even for both days. Uh, Update on John Rom. He played really bad uh, yesterday, but today he turned around, shot like a five under. So he's making his way back up the leaderboard. Uh, we'll see if John Rom can do anything. Uh, other than that, in golf, not a whole lot going on except for what I have in my boom and bust. So we will save that. Um, and then MMA. Oh yeah. Other than the card that happened, um, Jose Aldo is to be inducted in the UFC Hall of Fame this year. Uh, obviously, congratulations to him, and he deserves it. Yeah, he does. I, I don't know if there's anything else outside of the card. Want to talk about the card? Uh, I did actually didn't watch it, so I mean, yeah, I'll break down a little bit. Yeah, I watched. I watched like the two main fights. Um, so I'll let you guys know like my thoughts, kind of on those fights. Um, and if any of you guys watch UFC fights, give us your takes. Yeah, let us know. Um, so I did not start watching until. The Moreno Figueroa fight. Um, so anything else? I don't know. I'm not shocked by Gilbert Burns submitting Neil Magny in the first round. Uh, it, yeah, you yeah, know, it's kind of what you expect. Johnny Walker wins on a knockout. Good for him. The card itself looks like it didn't really disappoint. Uh, I mean, we had a oh, knockout uh, in the first round, unanimous decision, like a dominant unanimous decision for Jessica Andrade. Uh, 30, which, which we kind of knew was going to happen. Yeah, 30-25, 30-25, 30, and 30-26. Uh, Gilbert Burns wins his fight super easy. Figueroa Moreno. Soprano Moreno was doing better than Figueroa. Like, he was winning the fight. The strike that won him the fight, though, was a... 
the fans, because it was in Brazil, threw drinks at him when he was leaving. Okay. Okay. Um, the strike that really ended the fight was Moreno threw a left, and he hit with his thumb. Like, not extended, so it wasn't an eye poke, but his thumb hit Figueredo in the eye. Okay. And then the tape on his glove kind of cut his eye. Okay. And then after the third round, Figueredo couldn't see out of his right eye. So. Yeah. So I, I saw the stoppage and I thought it was just like, I don't know, he just got hit so fucking bad that, you know, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So it was an unfortunate way for it to end. But when you look at the stats, and I'm not sure how much of that really happened after the, the strike to the eye. But I don't think it was that much more. Moreno was dominating this fight, right? Yeah. I mean, 48 significant strikes to 19. He landed more than Figueredo threw. That, I mean, the control, I mean. Yeah, ground control, that has nothing to do with the, the strike on the eye. Like, Moreno was, had. He was winning the fight. I mean, downs. everything I'm looking at right here is. Yeah, he was winning the fight. Um, it is unfortunate that that is how it, it was stopped. Um, Figueredo announced after that he's um, moving up. A weight class. Yeah. Um, I'm sure he'll get like a fucking immediate title shot after O'Malley. Yeah. Um, does O'Malley get a title shot next? They haven't announced anything. I'm sure he does. Yeah. They'll probably do something stupid. But yeah. Um, it won't be long till Figueroa gets a title shot. Um, so, you know, good for him. Uh, uh, Burger Cheese, you got to be super careful getting cut by gloves, especially the Velcro. It will fuck your shit up. Yeah, exactly. And it was like the tape around it. You know, so even then, it wasn't even like the glove itself. It was like the tape. It's just unfortunate. And like people that were like, I mean, obviously, the Brazilian crowd is going to be like, that's bullshit. But it's like, he wasn't trying to hit him with the tape on his glove. Like, right. That makes no fucking sense. Just an unfortunate ending to the fight. Um, and then the main event, which shouldn't have been the main event because the figure and random uh, fight should have been uh, Jamal Hill beat the ever loving shit out of Lover Teixeira. Uh, yeah, it was 50, 44 across the board, which is, uh, you know, not just unanimous. That's unanimous. And one round was a 10, eight, right for everybody. Like it was so obvious to everybody. It was just an issue of like Glover's up in age and he couldn't keep doing this for very long. Um, I text you and Kyle after the fight because, you know, I was like, I don't know what the fuck these commentators are talking about. And uh, Kyle was like, yeah, they were like riding Moreno's dick the whole time. And then in this fight, I forgot who was doing like the actual color commentary, but it was like DC, yeah. somebody else, and the guy that normally does the color commentary. And he was like, yeah, Glover could go another three, four years in his prime right now. Like that's what he looked yeah, like. Yeah, and that was after like the that's second what, round. Because you texted that. And, and that was after like the <laughs> second round when he was already down 20 to 18. And I'm like, so he lost the first two rounds of the fight, and you were like, no, he's got another three or four years in his prime. And I'm like, he doesn't have any years left in his prime. What the fuck are you talking about? Uh, and then you watch the rest of the fight, and you go, oh, yeah, no, Jamal Hill just beat the shit. Glover Teixeira almost got knocked out multiple times. And then, to be fair, they're light heavyweights. They have extra strength behind those punches. Right. He would then land one hit on Jamal Hill that kind of wobbled Jamal Hill, and it was just enough for Glover to like regain his stability, and then they finished the round. But Jamal Hill was landing fucking head kicks, like left left leg head kicks that would just rock Glover, and then follow it up with like he could take a strikes. fucking hit. Man. No, he can take a hit. But I'm glad he retired because yeah. it's like you can't keep taking those hits. Yeah, and he lost the last two title fights. Like right, 
come on, you know. Jamal Hill, great young talent, though. Fucking stud on his feet, just throwing haymakers. Um, I think anybody else he probably drops, but Glover's just got a fucking chin on him. Right. It was the same thing when he fought Yuri. It was like, you know, the guy's just going to fucking stay up. Um, and then I, I did want you to um, – Bears draft in Wembenyama. Yeah, yeah. Why not? <laughs> Why not, right? Dude, you have a seven foot four <laughs> wide receiver. <laughs> No one's stopping that. I feel like you'd play tight end. Get Justin Fields away, and he is—he would get killed at tight end. Is he just like a really tall, skinny? He's dude? seven four, and he weighs like hundred and fifteen pounds. Oh my god! Not really, but like he's a twig. You know Chet Holmgren? Yeah, yeah, he looks like Chet Holmgren. I feel like Chet Holmgren is gonna get fucking rolled up. Yeah, I mean, so Chet Holmgren may never play again. He may never. Yeah, it's the tall, tall guy curse. Uh, but yeah, no, throw him a wide receiver, dude. If you if you get in the red zone. Just have him walk into the end zone and throw a ball 12 feet in the air, and he'll go get it. Yeah. And no one else can get 10 feet in the air. That's true. And you're like, man, that was easy. Yeah. Someone's probably going to spear him as he's catching the ball, and he'll never recover. But <laughs> why not take a shot at it? Yeah. Huh? Uh, you got to be super careful getting cut by gloves, especially the Velcro. It will fuck your shit up. It, it'll get infected for sure. Yeah, it was probably smart that they ended up calling that fight. He um, couldn't see out of that eye. I, he, like, it was closed. I mean, it was... It yeah, was, it, it's, it's literally the, like, I'm going to put two fingers over here. You tell me how many fingers you see, and he goes, black. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, that wasn't an answer, so... I don't know. Dude, just guess, huh? <laughs> you got a one-in-five shot. Yeah. And you get, like, two in a row, and it's like, here we are. And this, Moreno just starts wailing on that side. Yeah, he'll keep going on it, but maybe you get another round. Maybe you drop him. Who knows? Yeah, you never know. You absolutely never know. Yeah. Uh, other than that, any sports moves, moves, sports moves you want to go into? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think that really covers it for sports news. Uh, any darts news? We could look up darts. There's probably something going on in darts. Yeah, absolutely. There's something going on in darts, burger cheese. If you wanted to know, Michael Smith beats Michael Van Gerwen to win first world title. Oh, with no, best, not Van Gerwen. Yeah, with best leg of darts ever. Whoa. Um, this was um, at the beginning of the month, uh, Burger Cheese, so I'm sorry for getting into it now. But England's Michael Smith won his first PDC World Championship title by beating Netherlands' Michael Van Gerwen 7-4 in a thrilling final, Alexandra Palace, on Tuesday that included what has been hailed as the best leg of darts ever. The highlight of the match came in the second set when the pair combined for 17 consecutive perfect darts, with Van Gerwen missing his ninth dart to finish before Smith converted, sparking wild senses uh, among the crowd. Dang. That's uh, Yeah. Smith became just second player to hit a nine-dart finish in a world championship final after Adrian Lewis in 2011. So big boom into Michael Smith. Uh, good for you, my guy. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, only thing I, I want to I add. saw that clip. Watch it. That is that is a Tuesday thing, Burger Cheese. You gotta, we'll pull it up Tuesday. Make, or Thursday. Next Thursday. Pull it Make up sure on Thursday. And we'll pull um, up that clip. Only other thing that I wanted to mention, I was going to have it as a as a bust, um, but I have plenty of backups, so it's about LSU. Do you have anything about LSU? No. So they accidentally overpay, overpaid Brian Kelly a million dollars this year. <laughs> What's up with college sports, like, like fucking up with money? <laughs> like, a million dollars. And I saw it, and I was like, okay. And it was because they paid Brian Kelly personally and Brian Kelly's LLC, oh, which, nice. I mean, makes sense because you're making millions of dollars. You should probably have a business like account. Yeah. They paid both of them. For the million dollars on accident. And then they were going back and doing an audit and they were like, oh, there we go. And I'm like, it blows. You're just missing a million dollars. How do you get an LLC? Does that cost money to get an LLC? Can we get totally talk about You have to get a business license. And then once you get a business license, then you open an account. 
So I don't know the specifics of it. I'm not a banker. I just take you are a banker. No, I just take the money. <laughs> I may wear a tie, but I just take the money. <laughs> People think I'm a banker, but I so, wish they'd accidentally send me one mil. I wish you guys would dude, accidentally send us one mil. Like that's the craziest thing. It's like it gave gave them an extra million dollars, and they didn't notice it until they were running an audit. I would know if like twenty bucks was missing from my bank account. I'd be like, yeah. where'd, that, where'd that go? A million dollars. They're just like, no, fucking whatever, dude. Right. Like I get, we'll find it at some point. They're like, oh, I went to Kelly, dude. Hey Brian, can we get that back? And he's like, Ah, thought you guys would never ask. <laughs> like, what do we? Thought you I got are, away with one on that. That's one. your head coach. He didn't tell you. You accidentally gave him an extra million dollars. He's just like, Dude, let's see how long this goes. Maybe, maybe they just keep doing it. Wait, wait, hey, hey kids, what do you guys want for? What do you guys want for Christmas? Got a free mill in the bank. Yeah, it's fucking ridiculous. Uh, yeah, that that's wild. Um, okay, guys, that's gonna wrap it up for sports news. Unless you guys want us to go over anything real quick. Um, if not, we're going to go ho- go ahead and get into the divisional round of the playoffs. Um, this is the bread and butter of the episode, of course. We've got four games to talk about. Raffle um, also gave me some amazing stats to go over, but we're, I'm going to hit those once we get talking about uh, the championship games. Yes. So let's go ahead and get into these. We'll start out with Saturday. Chiefs-Jags almost got scary for the Chiefs there, but they held the course. Um, Patrick Mahomes came back. Um, Chiefs ended up beating the Jags 27-20. to Even after the first half, though, 17-10, to it was – I was like, okay, I mean, the Jags are at least playing some football. I thought it was going to be much worse than that. Um, And they scored 10 in the fourth to make it, you know, a game there. It was was a decent game. I mean, the Chiefs had to lead the entire time. Yeah. Um, It was just one of those things – didn't pass the ball very well just because Patrick Mahomes went out. Chad Henney did come in and score a touchdown, though. Uh, Isaiah Pacheco, though, 95 yards on the ground. That was nice. Uh, Travis Kelsey did his thing. Trevor Lawrence, completion percentage wasn't really there. I was surprised that he didn't get more yards against the Chiefs secondary. That isn't the best. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so this game was way closer than we all expected, I think. Um, at least than I expected, but... I would imagine we all. What thought should have been last year? Fuck you, Burger Chiefs. We all, dude. we all thought that the Chiefs were going to have a more comfortable win here. Go Rams. Um, I think it was a, a lot of it was just uh, special teams. Jamal Agnew had multiple huge returns. That's what set up the first touchdown drive. That's what set up like a late score as well. Like he had, he just kept getting. Um, I don't know. It was just like he just kept getting really good returns. And like Harrison Bucker would have to make a game saving tackle. Yeah. Um, the Mahomes injury obviously plays a huge part. He gets hurt very early on in this game um, on just a weird tackle, you know? Yeah. He it, It's just unfortunate. He got sandwiched between two defenders, gets rolled up on. His leg isn't going to be fine the rest of that game. Um, but Chad Henney coming in. And leading a 98-yard touchdown drive right. tells you who won the game. Yeah. That's If you let Chad Henney come in and drive <laughs> 98 yards and score a touchdown, I don't care yeah. what you do the rest of the game. You don't deserve to win. Absolutely. Like, I, yeah, I agree. Multiple third downs. He just kept converting. Like, you couldn't get stops. He threw the ball to Kelsey probably every play, you know? Yeah. Like, you, you got to be able to figure it out. Um Trevor Lawrence looks good. Well, the only thing I didn't like was the 24 for 39. Only 217. That's fair. He 
his throws, though, were pretty on point. He had a, a ball to Christian Kirk that was one of the prettiest balls of the postseason so far. He dropped it in a bucket to Christian Kirk 50 yards down the field, and Christian Kirk just dropped it. Oh, okay. And it was unfortunate. Uh, <laughs> it was it was going to be a huge fortune. Another thing I didn't like is, I mean, the Jacksonville only ran it 19 times. So I, I think... Travis Etienne, it was the same thing with the Chargers game here. You have 10 carries for 62 yards. He's averaging 6.2 yards Look on the ground. Look at how many yards per, like, the team average. 7.6. That's ridiculous. Ridiculous. Why aren't you running it more? And I can understand you're down the entire time, but it wasn't like you guys were down a lot. Exactly. It's that thing of like you fall into your own trap of like, right. oh, we have to like start throwing the ball because we're losing. And it's like you're losing by one score. Right. Keep playing your offense. Like their touchdown drive, yes, they started with a short field, um, but they ran for two yards, 19 yards, one yard, and then a touchdown pass. Yeah. Like <laughs> – I don't know, like what, like you ran the ball for most of that, you know. Their uh, their field goal drive in the first half was a run for six, run for five, incomplete pass, run for four, pass for fifteen, pass pass short, four yard run. Like it just felt like they were mixing it up and getting good results. Yeah. Or you're running the ball and getting good chunks of yards, um, and then second half comes around and maybe it was like. Game got to like the seventeen twenty seven, yeah. Chiefs scored and they were like, "Fuck it, we got to start throwing the ball every play." Yeah, and like it's not like awful, but I don't know, man. You you got to stick with the, you got to stay the course. Got to keep that running game going. Um, fucking sucks. The Jamal Agnew fumble was the game changer. I didn't see that. Where, where did that happen? So it was twenty seven seventeen. The Jags were on Kansas City's nine yard line. Okay. Three-yard pass to Jamal Agnew, and he fumbles. That's tough. Uh, and and then the Chiefs went three and out, so they punted from their own 12. Right. Jags started on their own 46, pick on the second play of the drive. <laughs> <laughs> that's the killer. That's, those are the two killers. You, you fumble that close to the end zone. Um, that's really going to hurt you. And then it was not. It was probably Trevor Lawrence's worst throw in the day. Um, he had the receiver. He just barely underthrew it. And uh, I want to get the guy's name. Um, fucking Justin uh, Jalen Watson. Yeah, Jalen Watson went up and made a one-handed pick. And it was beautiful. Don't get me wrong. But it was like a route where if you throw it over the receiver's shoulder, it's a 30-yard gain probably. Yeah. But he threw it on the back hip. And so Jalen Watson was able to just get a hand up there and pick it off. It was a beautiful play, like I said. Yeah. But you got to have a better placement on that. And to Trevor Lawrence's credit, that was, like, probably one of the only, like, really bad balls he threw on the day. Um, like, he was having a good day throwing the ball. I think his playoffs he showed, like, he's got the arm talent. Like, it's good that he has a coach that's actually going to let him use that talent. You see Frank the Tank ranked his top five quarterbacks? Like, from Barcel? Yeah. No. He put Trevor Lawrence at five. Okay. Aaron Rodgers at four. Okay. Uh, Josh Allen at three. Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes. Sure. Who would you? What What are your top five quarterbacks right now? In particular order? Yeah. Mahomes one. Okay. Um. I'd say Burrow two. He's got to be. He doesn't make mistakes. He's got to be. He's he he's been to the Super Bowl. Yeah. He's going to his second straight AFC Championship game. Yeah. Josh uh, Allen hasn't been there yet. He just he's just so cool, dude. <laughs> Uh, Joe Cool, man. Yeah, Josh Allen three. 
Um, I'll have Herbert at four. I mean, you can not have him at four. I understand. Um, and then five. Uh, like I, 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 probably Tom Brady. <laughs> but like, if I, if I like, he just keeps putting up numbers that make me be like, it's gotta be Tom Brady. Yeah. Like just the numbers he produces. Yeah. Um, if not, then like, oh, I don't know. It's tough picking a, picking a fifth. Um, those will be my five. I'll have I'll keep Brady at five. Um, who would be your five? Uh, it would probably be the same as Frank the Tanks at one through four, and then at five I'd take out Trevor Lawrence and put in Justin Herbert. That's fair. I I the reason I have Brady over Rodgers is just off this last year. Yeah, like Rodgers did not look good. No, he didn't. Um, yeah, Burgess has Lamar in there. Um, rude not having. Herbert in there, but um, I get it. Like I, I, I think this season, I think the Ravens are really going to go get Lamar, a number one receiver. Yeah, and that'll determine for me whether I would keep Lamar in these conversations because I always want to put Lamar in like a top five conversation, and I will always put him in a top ten conversation because um, of what I think he can do throwing the ball. The Ravens just never give him the opportunity. But it would be you got to give me one season of him with a wide receiver one, and then I will be able to decide whether or not I want to stick with that. Yes. Yeah. Um, top five. What is the context? Top, top five, five quarterbacks, quarterbacks in order. Like top five quarterbacks that you. No, not legacy. No, just right now in today's world. Just what are the top five quarterbacks? I know Hurts is going to be there. Yeah, Hurts is going to be in yours, and that's completely fine. It's fine. Um, I think the toughest thing with quarterbacks when you're ranking quarterbacks is it's got it always comes down to just being in the right system. Yeah, it's all I fu- that all that that's all that fucking matters. Whoever was going to be on the Niners this year, like as long as you are a decent quarterback, would have been. Doing what Brock Purdy's doing, You're right? I think. Like, if you put Herbert or Mahomes or Allen or Jalen Hurts, it doesn't matter. Put them in that system; they would be putting up the same numbers. Yeah, that's really all it is. So, no shot Lamar and Brady over him this year. Not this well, year. Not this year. No. No. But like, I, 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 I really love Lamar Jackson. And I would like to see him have an AJ Brown and Devontae Smith to throw the ball to, and and. If I, I'm going to be honest, if you put Lamar in the Eagles system, I think Lamar would have a better season. It is up for debate. That's it's about it's about system and fit. Um, anyways, all right. Uh, so, so that's go ahead. Last two things: Travis Kelsey, yeah, best tight end ever. Yeah, yeah, best tight end ever. Um, why the Jags never double teamed him? I don't understand. I don't know why most teams don't. Yeah, it's like it's like almost like a lot of people just don't. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then the Chiefs run D, fucking atrocious. And I mean, you brought it up. You just keep running the ball. I don't just know why they keep stopped running the ball. Don't know why they stopped doing it. Um, just keep running the ball. And Chiefs, you got to be better against the run. Um, but that's it for that game. Um, move on to Giants Eagles. Um, your thoughts? Um. Giants didn't look like they needed to be there. Yeah, they didn't deserve to. Um, I would have rather seen the Vikings play them. It would have been probably similar results, no doubt. Like, Eagles were definitely going to win their matchup, whoever they were playing. Um, or I would have rather seen it being Eagles, Cowboys, Niners, Vikings. That's how it would have worked out. Yeah. Um, I think that would have been a, a better 
total for the NFC. Yeah. Um, I mean, it would have been a better two games. Yeah. I mean, the Giants just didn't look like they needed to be there. Uh, Eagles had their way with them. Yeah. Um, what I thought, sh- this is what I thought should have happened. Like, I, I made the point that I thought it was a divisional game. It's going to be closer than people think because they just know each other. But I had a, like, I was like, the Eagles should beat the shit out of the Giants. I just don't think they will because of all the stakes. No, they beat the shit out of them, obviously. They didn't have to run the full playbook. Jalen Hurts didn't have to throw the ball over the field. He threw the ball 24 times, completed 16 of them for 154 yards, and still threw two touchdowns. Yeah. Like, I know A.J. Brown didn't get over in yards. Jalen Hurts just didn't have to throw the ball that much. They just ran for 200, so it didn't matter. Yeah. Um, it's just the Giants shouldn't have been here, and they happened to be here. Yeah. I mean, it was, like, good for them. They got there. Um, but we kind of went over on Tuesday. I mean, that is – beyond what the Giants are capable of doing with Danny Dimes anyway. Yeah, absolutely. They they had already reached their ceiling, probably went past their ceiling getting to where they did. I mean, when you when you allow Jalen Hurts to not even get to 160 yards, um, but you allow the Philadelphia team to run for 268 yards total, their starting running back didn't even get the most yards. And, Raffle, congratulations to you. I wish I would have had a Boston Scott touchdown yeah. on my sports book. I don't have one. We live in Nevada. Um, so, yeah, we, we kind of get butchered on what we're able to bet on right now. Hopefully that changes the next couple of years. Yeah. Because I would like to get other sports books. Yeah. Um, but great call by you. And, Raffle, early boom to you. You've been coming out with some great bets that have been hitting. Not all yeah, of them. Really but, I mean. You've got some good ones that, like, yeah. like, oh, I didn't even see that. Uh, and, Raffle, to your point, yeah, Bengals barely beat the Ravens in a divisional game, and the Bills barely beat the Dolphins, and everyone said, yeah, divisional games are close. Because they usually are. Yeah. And that was the thing. I, I I think we made the point, like, tried to make the point specifically of the Eagles should beat the shit out of the Giants. I just don't think it'll happen because it's a divisional game. Yes, you beat the shit out of them. You were obviously the better team. No one's going to argue against that. I get it. You were very much the Eagles are going to win by 30. Guess what? I said the same thing about the Chargers. Like, we're all going to have that confidence in our own teams. Right. Every Eagles fan is going to be like, no, we're obviously going to be the shit out of the Giants. One, you should, and you're the better team. And two, it's a division rival. Of course you think you're going to beat them by 30. But outside looking in, it's like, hey, these teams have played each other. Now there's going to be a third time this year. They probably have an in on each other. Right. And the whole thing is is – we, I guess, first time chatter, Blue Elvis 4. Hey, thanks so much for the first time chat, Blue Elvis. Drop the follow if you're enjoying the content. Eagles Giants was so bad, I didn't watch. Now, Niners Cowboys, watch. Yeah, we're going to get into that in just a minute. Just a minute. Um, we're just finishing up on this Eagles Giants game because there are a few things that I did want to talk about from it. Like, yeah. They, obviously, it's a, it's a big mismatch. Eagles beat the shit out of them, all that good stuff. The thing that, that I was uh, most intrigued by. Two things. The Eagles got to Daniel Jones so easily. Um, and they, they essentially said, go ahead and beat us. If you're going to beat us, we're going to make Daniel Jones be the one to beat us. Um, Daniel Jones on the day dropped back 35 times, was pressured 16 times. Yeah. Okay. He was blitzed 10 times. It's not a lot. On the 10 times that they blitzed him, they only got there four times for pressures. Not for sacks, just for pressures. When not blitzed, he had nine, He had 25 dropbacks where he was not blitzed. They got there 12 times. 
yeah. for pressures and sacked him four times. They had four sacks when they didn't even blitz. Just sending front three, front four still got home. Well, we, we, we've been over it. I mean, the Eagles have, like, arguably one of the best D-lines in the league. No, exactly. And, and to Raffle's point, Hassan Reddick, fucking amazing season. Um, that, that front three and four is just fantastic. Brandon Graham's still there. Fletcher Cox still there. Have Hassan Reddick. Like, Derek Barnett. Like, they have a good front four. It is full of pass rush specialists. Um, so they got there all the time. And then... Trusting your corners. So in, in making Daniel Jones beat you, it was literally, we're going to load the box and dare you to run, and you won't because you won't do it. Right. It's not going to work. We're going to let our front four just beat your O-line and get to the quarterback, and then we're going to throw our corners in man. They ran 40% of their coverage in man for James Bradbury and Darius Slay. Mm-hmm. They didn't give up anything. Daniel Jones threw the ball for fucking how many yards? 135. In, against man coverage all fucking game. I mean, it's just, it's just bad. It's awful. Like that's the Eagles defense really fucking showed up. Um, that's really all they're fucking this. Yeah. This game. Uh, move on to Sunday. Bengals Bills. Sunday Bengals Bills. Um, I feel like this one was. Do you want to wait for this one, even though it happened first, or do you want to talk about uh, Cowboys Niners first? We can just go down the list. Yeah, we can go Cowboys Niners. Let's go Cowboys Niners. Uh, Since Blue Elvis asked about it. Yeah, Blue Elvis, if you're still in here, we'd love to chat with you about the uh, Niners-Cowboys game. Uh, let us know what your thoughts on it were. Who's your team? What do you like uh, about what's going on here? So, Cowboys-Niners, uh, the game ended in Cowboys fashion. However, for the most part, it was a it was a pretty decent game. Um, I mean, 19-13... The only thing is, is Dak knows how to like make mistakes. 1912. Huh? 1912. 1912. I said 1913, my bad. Blue Hole. Uh, I'm assuming that means Cowboys. I don't know. It's a blue hat. Those numbers look yellow. I have no idea. Yeah. Okay. But uh, that's my thing here. Dak Prescott uh, knows how to make mistakes. Uh, one of those interceptions was just like... He threw it into, like, double coverage, and there was a linebacker there. It was Jimmy Ward cut it off. Yeah. Right? That's the one you're talking about? The one where no, Jay I, Greenlaw had the pick? Or are you talking about Lenore's pick? Uh, I don't know. The, or was it Fred they, Warner? I think it was Warner. That's what I was yeah, thinking. So, yeah, Jimmy Ward cut it underneath and, like, had the secondary coverage. Like, Fred Warner was right behind it, and then Jimmy Ward, like, undercut the route and was just waiting on it. And it was an awful read. And the ball just ended up in... Fred Warner's hands. Yeah. But to your point, it's in double coverage. It's an underneath route. Yeah, don't you know th- what he saw. What? what you, why are you throwing in double coverage on an underneath route? If you're throwing a deep ball and it's in double coverage, it's it's more forgivable if you do throw a pick. It's like, okay, well, at least they're 40 yards down there, you know? Yeah. Um, but you're essentially, you just essentially set them up. Uh, your run game was extremely atrocious once Tony Pollard went out, which is a huge bummer. That I mean... I think that was one of the biggest reasons why those Cowboys lost that game is because Tony Pollard went out. Before he yeah, went out, he was averaging 3.7 yards on the ground. Uh, the mm. only person who averaged more yards was Dak Prescott. Uh, yeah, I have numbers on that. Okay. For the Niners defense. Yeah, but, keep, keep making your points. Uh, I thought C.D. Lamb played a good game. Mm-hmm. Um, Very good game. Caught 10 of 13 targets for 117 yards. That was a lone bright spot in that passing game. Um, after that, Dalton Schultz, I mean, for a tight end, did decent. You know, 5 of 27 in a touchdown. Can't ask much more of a tight end. 
Um, but after that, uh, nobody caught more than two balls. Noah Brown caught two. Who's Noah Brown? He, he plays decent. Oh, he does? Yeah. He's, um, he's had like a couple like big catches. Michael Gallup. That is your wide receiver too? Yeah. He had three targets. Yeah. Zero catches, zero yards. Like, it's a it was a problem. And the whole thing is is that San Francisco's secondary is what you're supposed to be attacking. Mm-hmm. No, exactly. And we're obviously going to get into that when we're talking about the Eagles-Niners game, but that is their biggest weakness. And, and who got the two interceptions? Fred Warner and DeAndre and- Lenore. Dude, fucking flex on him. Two picks in two playoff games. That's my fucking corner. Right, but one of them is a linebacker. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just, it was one of those things where I feel like the Cowboys, they're the ones who lost that game. No, and they are. Brock absolutely. Purdy, again, just did what he had to do. Just didn't make mistakes. Just didn't make Doesn't any mistakes. Make mistakes. He didn't do anything special. Nope. Um, so the Niners offense to me was just extremely disappointing. Only putting up 19. And I get it. The Cowboys have like a better defense than I think I want to give them credit for. And most people want to give them credit for. Like they have a good defense, right? Like Micah Parsons is special. Yeah. Marcus Lawrence is another good pass rusher. Trayvon Diggs led the league in picks last year. Like, he, you know, they have good young safeties. Um, Leighton Van Der Esch is like a, you know, fly around the field type of linebacker. They have a bunch of guys. I just never trust them to, to show up. Um, Pollard has been better for them than this year than Elliot. Yeah, yes, no, yes. I completely agree. Um, and, and yeah, Blue Elvis, to your point, I mean, it was it, a chess match. It was a chess match. Dangerous yeah, stack. Like, I like that. Yeah, dangerous stack did show up. It's, it, I love it because it's never dangerous for the other team. <laughs> it's, it's only, only dangerous. dangerous for the Cowboys. Yeah. Um, but the Niners' offense to me was just disappointing because the Cowboys' like rush defense, I don't think is that special. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna look up the numbers right now and see what exactly it was. Um, but it wasn't, I don't think it was that amazing. Um, rushing yards per regular season, rushing yards per game. Cowboys were, yeah, bottom half of the league in rushing yards allowed per game, gave 129.3 and the Niners walk into this averaging how many yards per game? The Niners were averaging offensively 130. uh, 138.8 yards per game rushing in the regular season. They were running the ball for 138? The, the, the Niners were, yeah. And yeah. the Cowboys are giving up 130 a game. Like, you should be running the ball more. Yeah. You just should. Um, yeah. And I know they did fine. Like, they still ran the ball efficiently. Don't get me wrong. I mean, what, what they what they put up on the ground total, 214. Like, oh no, that's receiving. 113. No. Yeah, 113. You got to run the ball more. Yeah, average three and a half yards per carry. Um, you, have to, you have to run it better, I guess. They did carry it 32 times. You got to be better than that. Yeah. Like, you have to. Um, and I know McCaffrey was only in on like third downs most of the time because they were ref- resting his calf. Yeah. But you got to be able to run the ball more efficiently than that, in my opinion. So the, the running game was a bit disappointing. But the Niners' defense was so fucking good this game. I mean, so. Absolutely. The, the, the biggest stat I saw. So the Cowboys ran for 76 yards. Yeah. They had the same average. On the one touchdown drive that the Niners gave up, Uh the Cowboys ran for 38 yards. Which means the entire rest of the game, the Cowboys ran for 38 yards. Wow. On 15 attempts. Wow. So they averaged just over two yards a carry on runs outside of the one touchdown drive that's ridiculous it was and to be fair 
most of that came after Tony Pollard went out. Yeah. But still only allowing two yards a carry is absurd. Um, and then, yeah, if you're the Cowboys, yeah, CD went off and got you 10 catches for a buck 12. Dude, you got to fucking keep getting the ball in the air. You got to keep throwing the ball at those corners. They're not amazing. I obviously love Diamond Lenore because he played at Oregon. That's the only reason I love him. I'm yeah. so happy to see him have two picks in two playoff games. It warms my heart. He is not that good of a player. <laughs> <laughs> I loved him at Oregon, and I was like, he should be a first-round draft pick because he went to Oregon. Right, right. He's not that amazing of a corner. Like I love him, but not get two picks in two playoff games level. Uh, I, I was happy to see it, but like you got to keep throwing at him. Yeah, him and Charvarius Ward. You got to keep throwing at those guys. It's just a fact that that is their biggest weakness. So you should be targeting it, especially if you have a quarterback like Dak who you're paying a lot of money and a wide receiver in CD Lamb that you traded and went and got in the first round of the draft yeah. when you drafted him. And then you got rid of Amari Cooper and you were like, we don't need Amari Cooper. We have CD Lamb and Michael Gallup. Okay, well then you should be throwing Michael Gallup the ball more. The fact that Michael Gallup had three targets, no catches. Is bad. He, you obviously either you fucked up and made a wrong decision, and who you chose at wide receiver, which I think we all would agree you should not have let Amari Cooper go. Yeah. Um, and I forgot if it was Nick or Raffle that brought that up on Tuesday. Like that was the biggest mistake they made was letting Amari Cooper go, and I wouldn't argue against that. Yeah. Like choosing Zeke to be there and re-sign him to a contract instead of signing Amari Cooper and keeping him, probably your biggest mistake. Yeah. Um, and they paid Zeke a lot of money. So much fucking money. And he has even gone on record and said, like, oh, I will take a pay cut to stay here. Essentially being like, I know I'm not worth this money. Yeah. But I'd like to be here. We're we're a pretty good team. Please, <laughs> please don't trade we're, me to a shithole. We're pretty good. Yeah. Um, and I know we could do better if uh, I yeah, gave yeah, up Raffle. some funds. Yeah, thank you, Raffle, for making that point. Because um, I did want to go back to it with, with the Amari Cooper stuff. Because if you have Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb, I wouldn't be shocked if the Cowboys had won this game. Yeah. Because Dak would have had another receiver who you could trust to get open just because they run good routes. Yes. And they're going to get open against those corners, and then you can trust them throwing the ball. You can trust Dak throwing the ball to open guys. Um, those are really my only points from this game, though. Uh, it just came down to the Niners' offense being disappointing, the Cowboys' offense also being disappointing. Right. But the Niners' defense played the biggest factor in that, I think. Yeah. Um, all right. Last game from the division round. Dallas Titans also nothing special. Yeah, but Dalton Schultz isn't bad. If you're Dalton looking, Schultz is a good tight end. Though. Yeah, if you're if you should be happy with Dalton Schultz as the tight end market is so dry, he's, I, he's one of the better ones. Raffle, I know you'll love this. I will never get over the fact that the Eagles took Dallas Goddard one pick ahead of the Cowboys when they went. It was like the year Jason Witten retired, and the Cowboys needed a tight end. And I don't remember, Ralph. I know you'll know this. You can correct me on it. I think the Eagles traded up, a, like, to get one spot ahead of the Cowboys, <laughs> and then drafted Dallas Goddard. Yeah, true. Yeah, traded up, up, drafted Dallas Goddard, and he's been amazing for them. Yeah. And the Cowboys are sorely like wanting a stellar tie. It was it was the biggest like divisional. Go fuck yourself. We hate you. I don't even care if we need a tight end this year. <laughs> we don't even We're need We're not him. letting you get a tight end. And then he's Because they had Zach Ertz at the time still. I think so, yeah. And and maybe no, I don't think Brent Selleck. But yeah, they, like, still, they had, still had Zach Ertz. <laughs> and it was like, yeah, we have now we have two amazing tight ends and you have zero. Fuck you. It was amazing. Um Yeah, but Dalton Schultz is still a good tight end. Like he's not a bad tight end. It's just when you have Dalton Schultz and CeeDee Lamb as like your two best receiving options, it's not good enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Especially not, especially not in a divisional round of the playoffs. No. It's not good enough. All right, last game of the divisional round, Bengals-Bills. Um, I think Bills look bad. I, we went over it Tuesday. Here's my thing, and I talked about it on Tuesday for those of you guys who didn't tune in. Um, Brian Dable leaving Buffalo left that offense not necessarily in shambles because, like, obviously they looked amazing or, like, really good during the yeah, regular season. For six weeks of the season, Josh Allen was amazing. Right. Um, but they did not play safe whatsoever. All they wanted to do was throw the deep ball. Yeah. And that's what they've done all year. Yeah. Um, and I brought this point up as well where I think that the the main struggle for the Bills offense is it's all set up on – not even play action, but just having Josh Allen drop back, take four seconds, five seconds to let a play develop, let a shot play develop. Yeah. Where Diggs and Gabe Davis are running a combination of routes that's going to make a safety have to make a decision and someone's going to get open. But then you're having to block for your quarterback for four or five seconds every play. Yeah. And instead of running quick plays that set up four yard gain, five yard gain, run the ball for four, you're not doing that. You're only looking to throw the ball deep. And then Josh Allen averages one of the highest average depth of targets in the league on not a very high completion percentage and on more interceptions than you'd like him to throw because he's either having to throw the ball while he's getting hit or he's taking more sacks than you'd like him to um, or he's, you know, hey, maybe I'm throwing this ball a little earlier than I wanted to because I'm trying to get it out there or he's overthrow. There's a lot of things that can go wrong when that's all you're doing. Bill's playing can, calling was too predictable. Yep, exactly. Yeah, you can you can absolutely run those plays when you've established a running game. When you've established right. that you'll hit Khalif Shakur or Cole Beasley on a screen or on a quick slant or on an out route or Stefan Diggs on a quick in, you know, like Yeah, why don't why why wouldn't you use one of the best route runners in the league on just quick routes and stop sending them on just streaks? Exactly. And, and yeah, and, and Roth Make them run a route. Yeah, and Roth brings up a good point too. And Dawson Knox too. Yeah. You have a solid – you have a top five tight end in the league. Get him the ball quickly and on quick out routes. No, nope, they just want the play to develop down the field. And especially you go into that game, it's dumping snow. And it's like they didn't decide to change their game plan. At all. They were just like, no, nah, we're just going to do what we plan on doing. Yeah. And, that's, and, yeah, and then you get Josh Allen going 25 for 42. Yes, he threw for the most yards, I think, in this round. Of all the quarterbacks, he had the most yards. It was also on the most attempts, on the most called passes. You know, it's just and he had one touch, one pick, zero touchdowns. Yeah, it's it's not a good stat line. It's a bad stat line, and and part of it is on him as well. Obviously, he did not play his best game of the season. Yeah, it's also more difficult when you have bad play calling. Yeah, so it's a combination of the two of those. He didn't show up the most when it mattered. That's probably why Stefan Diggs was also mad. Yeah. Right. And everyone wanted to criticize him afterwards. And it's like, hey, he can be mad at the result because he was just doing he, he doesn't have the say as a wide receiver. It's like, I'm going to run the routes I'm going to be told to and I'm going to get open on him. And Josh Allen missed me on a few of them. And then we also got sacks and it's bad play calling. I have every right to be pissed. Right. I want to be here with an amazing talent at quarterback. I would say top two talented quarterbacks in the league. Right. Mahomes and, Mahomes and Allen are the top two most talented quarterbacks. But. It's not going to work if I'm not being let if I'm not being allowed to run quicker routes and get open earlier in in a route tree or get opportunities earlier in the game that aren't deep shots. Right, and I mean, like like you said, Patrick Mahomes is who he is because 
one, the play calling, but he also, I think, understands of when he needs to step back and not throw the deep ball like a madman. I, and I, I said it on Tuesday. Patrick Mahomes in the regular season, uh, oh, I think it was this uh, this season. Mahomes was, I want to look up actually. Sorry, let me get an actual like minimum number of dropbacks that makes sense. Um, so it's not just every quarterback. He was 29th in the league for average depth of target for quarterbacks that played 20% of a 764 dropbacks. Yeah. When you go to 50%, so like top half quarterbacks in the league, he was 17th yeah. out of 25. He doesn't throw the ball down the field that often. He checks it down most of the game. He gets right. Kelsey on screens. He gets playmakers the ball in open space. And then you can throw the deep ball. And it's a wide open 40-yard route instead of I need to throw a guy open 40 right. yards down the field. Because, yes, Patrick Mahomes could do that. Josh Allen can do that. But it's a lot easier to be like, hey, I'm going to give you, Mr. Cannon of an arm, a shot to throw a ball 60 yards down the field to a guy that's wide fucking open. Instead of making you throw a 40-yard ball where you have to put it in the exact right spot to throw a guy open. Yeah. That's the difference. That's why Eric Bieniemy is such an amazing offensive coordinator. That's why Brian Dable was such a great offensive coordinator and why he's a great head coach. And I don't know what the Bills thought they were really doing, but it's, it's fucking tough. Um. Uh, <laughs> Rubio Waster. Uh, I, I wish I spoke Spanish. But, uh, it uh, doesn't sound good, and I looked it up. <laughs> Fucking stupid are worth it for pure dick. Yeah. Okay. Fair. <laughs> I don't know. I think we're talking about Bill still. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Okay. Um, to me, this the, the biggest thing in this game was the Bengals running the ball. Um, they averaged five a carry. I mean, Joe Mixon was, in the first half had like 80 yards the on the ground. The first drive was just Joe Mixon between the center and the, and the guard. And running, it looked like the Bills didn't want to tackle him. Even Sam Jane Perrine had, had, was averaging 4.7 on the ground. The way you just na- said his name. <laughs> Sam, oh, that Samaj is, P. Ryan. Yeah, <laughs> Sam J. Perrine is maybe my favorite player. <laughs> That's <laughs> uh, Swirly on Twitch. Chiefs. Hey, first time chatter, thank you so much for tuning in, Swirly. Uh, yeah, we're about to preview that game in just a minute. Yeah, we are about to preview that. Drop um, a follow, man. Yeah, Joe Mixon ran he ran. He ran all over this Bills defense. It like I said, it looked like no one no wanted one looked like no one wanted to tackle him. It would take two or three guys. And it was like they were just standing there waiting for Joe Mixon to run right into them instead of meeting him in a gap and trying to tackle him. And right. then he would just drag him for four extra yards, you know, and it was like, Jesus Christ, man, are you guys even trying to tackle him out here? Uh, and that, that's, that was like set the tone really for when I saw that the first drive, just how easily Joe Mixon ran the ball. I was like, Oh, there's no way the bills win this game. You're right. And then that I sent the message in discord, like after the first two touchdowns. And I was like, are the bills going to lose this game by 30? Cause they were just still refusing to tackle Joe Mixon. He was, he had 80 yards in the first half and was running through arm tackles. And then Joe Burrow would just off play action, have a wide open Jamar chase. And I was like, the bills aren't stopping this. Hey, thank you so much for the follow swirly on Twitch. Yeah. Thank you. Swirly. Appreciate you. My guy. Um, Remember Joe Mixon punched some girl? No, me neither. Yeah, that was in college, dude. He's a changed man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that was back in the day. Back in the day, dude. Look at Kareem Hunt, huh? Right? He's thriving in Cleveland. He's thriving in Cleveland. Um, um, look at Tyree Kill, huh? Yeah. It means nothing if you assault a woman as a football player. 
Not it a means lot. nothing. Well, Basketball? Ray Rice. Yeah, but since Ray Rice, how many guys have done it? How many guys have been punished? A lot, almost none. That's fair. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Bert. Bert. <laughs> yeah, I beat you to it. Yeah. Um, yeah, Bengals ran all over them. Bills also had. And well, look at if you look at the look at the routes by the Bengals. Okay, Jamar Chase five for sixty one. His long was a twenty eight. So you take out that twenty eight yards, and that's four for what thirty something for Smudge Appearance? No, for Jamar Chase. He's he got five sixty one for twenty eight yards. You take out that twenty eight long yard long pass thirty three. So it's four, four for, for thirty three short routes. Yeah. Hayden Hurst five for fifty nine. I mean, the 18 yard touchdown and an 18 yard touchdown, but P Ryan five for 31. That's a running back. So he's checking check down uh, T Higgins three for 28 average of a 9.3, a long of 11. So under 10 on average, he's getting thrown the ball to yeah, Tyler, Tyler Boyd at one catch for 23. That's fine. Joe Mixon check down. You know, you look at the check downs and then you, I mean, the Trent Irwin, the only catch he had was on a big third down conversion. Right. I like, mean, and then you look at Stefan, Stefan Diggs, he got four for 35. So yeah, that's, that's less than eight, but he was targeted 10, 10 times, times. And those six incompletions were all deep balls. Yeah. It's probably, it's probably all on most of that's on Josh Allen, if not all of it. Um, the, the issue to me was the bills getting pressure. So Joe Burrow dropped back 39 times, uh, was pressured. 12 times the entire game. I'm never getting on an elevator with an NFL player. Burger cheese. I don't think you have anything to worry about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Eagles legend, Frank Gore had an incident recently. Eagles legend. Frank Gore. He play there. No, at all. Frank Gore, he, that's not the Frank Gore that we're thinking of. Oh, okay. That's why I think he said Eagles legend. I've okay. never actually heard of him. Um, they're just mad because they can't get Quaalude roofies from Bill Cosby anymore. Good point, Blue Elvis. Good point. And I'm it also is the Frank Gore. Did he played for you guys? He played for the Eagles. Oh no, no. See, that's what no. Rob's saying that that is the original Frank Gore. Look up Frank Gore. He did not play for us ever. Oh, I'm. Did he do something to help you guys win a game? I'm confused. You said Eagles legend. Frank yeah. Gore. Did he do something to help you guys win a game? <laughs> I'm Ruffle, You breaking our brains over here. Also, Blue Elvis. I'm sad that you haven't followed us yet, but yeah, I appreciate. Us, I, I appreciate you being in the chat though. We love it. Yeah. Um. Okay. So yeah, Bill's got no pressure on Joe Burrow. Like I said, dropped back 39 times, got pressured 12 times. It was the second lowest pressure percentage in the divisional round. Only one that had more or or less was Trevor Lawrence. Um, and that's because he threw the ball 44 times. And I think a lot of that was when the chiefs were like, dude, we're just keeping it in front of us. We're not trying to get a sack here. Yeah. Um, it was when they felt like they had the game in hand on blitzes. When Joe Burrow was blitzed, which was, uh, on nine plays, he got blitzed out of the 39 dropbacks, which already like they have no offensive line. Why are you not blitzing? Right. Uh, he got pressured twice. That's about 20%. Well, it's a little bit more than 20%. When I was watching the game, the whole thing was how, like, the entire thing, that entire game was almost like flip-flop because the entire thing going into the game was the fact that the Bills were going to have the advantage in the trenches on both sides. That's what, yeah, that's what was the expectation. Right. And the entire time the announcers were like, I'm just surprised that, you know, the Bengals are just bullying them this yeah. entire time. Yeah, when I also looked at time to throw... Um, and Joe Burrow, to his credit, also threw the ball very fast. 
Um, he got the ball out in two and a half seconds on average. Right. Like, and that was the thing. It was like quick reads. I'm not going to let you affect us with the pass rush because I know our offensive line is, is poor. But they didn't even need to because the Bills just never blitzed them. And even when they did, they didn't get there. Yeah. That's bad. And I think maybe it was all – like I know I watched the game. When the Bills would put like seven people in the box and line them all up on the line and it's like who's coming, who's not – and most of those probably were the blitzes that they ran. Joe Burrow threw the ball in a second. Yeah. Just a quick pass to Jamar Chase. You know, it was like, I'm not making a read here. I'm just throwing the ball the first guy I know. Um, but it's not good. It's not good enough. And yes, the Bills were sorely missing Von Miller. You got to have more than one pass rusher. Yeah, that's that's the thing. Like, okay, if the, Von Miller was in the game, it'd be completely different. And yeah, maybe you guys are right. But that's the problem. You had one pass rusher. For your entire team. If that's all you guys have, then like you guys... It, Maybe it would have been a closer game, but I still think the Bengals win that game. Yeah, exactly. And, and, I mean, to the credit of the Rams last year, like, yeah, you had Aaron Donald, but you also had Von Miller, and you also had Leonard Floyd. You had guys that would blitz and get there. Like, it wasn't just Aaron Donald or just Von Miller, and if one of those guys went out, you were fucked. Right. Like, you have multiple guys that can get there, and you have guys that can take up blocks and get someone else free. That's what you need to have a successful pass rush. That's why the Eagles' pass rush is so good. That's why the Niners' pass rush is so good because you have a stud that you have to pay attention to. And then even if that stud goes out, there's another guy there that it's like we can't just let him be one-on-one still yeah. all the time. Um, so it's just bad look for the Bills. Um, and they didn't run enough, and I guess it's be- because they went down early. Um, and... You know, they yeah. They I mean, when you're down early, you have, to, you have to start throwing the ball, but, but it just it just didn't work out. You were just trying deep balls and it didn't work out. So yeah. again, uh, things got to change in Buffalo if you guys want to be yeah contenders. Uh, Bengals are going to be have trouble after this year paying for Burrow, Chase, Higgins. I think right now they only have to worry about Higgins, which they'll be able to afford at this point right now, and then they later on the down the road have to pay Burrow. Like extension wise, yeah, soon. Not I not think this offseason. Herbert's up for an extension this offseason. So is Burrow. Uh, yeah, not not Chase though. At least you don't have to pay Jamar Chase. Yeah, Jamar Chase pay, next year. You only have to pay one wide receiver salary this year. Yeah, you will have to pay Higgins this year though. Yeah, um, and you're gonna want to pay Higgins and Chase. They'll probably have a fifth year option, but you want to ex- you want to negotiate the extension now, especially before he has another <laughs> year. Of, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So he has, he's under contract for another year after this, but or like another two years probably, but. You you want to get the deal done and set in place. That's a quarterback. You can't let that go any longer than you need to. Um, keep him and Jamar Chase. The T Higgins thing is the the T Higgins thing is like I love I love T Higgins. He's a tall, athletic receiver that can go up and get balls and everything. Yeah. You don't need to ex- like it doesn't have to be Burrow. Chase and Higgins. It has to be Burrow and Chase. And then that other receiver can be another young guy that you get to be a stud athletically. Or you can go get someone in free agency that's like, hey, I'm a vet. I'm pretty fucking good. I'll take a pay cut to try to go get, you know, a Super Bowl with this team. It doesn't have to be T. Higgins. And T. Higgins will get paid. And I'm sure other teams will pay Higgins more than you're willing to. Yeah, and then... Burger Chief, to your point, um, go off what Roffle just said. 
I go Burrow, Chase, Higgins, and then Tyler Boyd if you can somehow swing it. But Tyler Boyd's kind of the the odd one out. And I did go ahead and look at that uh, link raffle, and that's I never even knew Frank Gore was supposed to sign with the Eagles. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, well, and the thing with Tyler Boyd is like Tyler Boyd is like a really good slot receiver that is kind of overshadowed on this team, and you can maybe get him for cheaper. You might be able to. Maybe. Like, I'm sure other teams, again, would be willing to pay Tyler Boyd more than you are. But it's the argument of, we'll pay you a little less, you'll be a glue guy on this offense, and we're chasing rings every year you're here. Right. Or you can go get paid. If that like It's what are your priorities? Money, winning. Yeah. Money or rings. They're all going to want to get paid Everyone, yeah. exactly swirly. And just like Logan just said, if you all want to get paid – but then you got to look at it as a we got a really good thing going right now. What yeah. can we do to keep all of us together? Uh, so we'll have to see. Um, yeah. I, what is Tyler Boyd's contract? What is T Higgins' contract? So Burroughs. Well, Tyler, T Higgins is still on his rookie deal. Um, Jamar Chase is still on his rookie deal. Um, they're probably looking at paying Burrow. Yeah, they're going to have to pay Joe Burrow, and it's going to be close to 40 a year. Yeah. But the Bengals, I think, have a shit ton of cap space, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I'm going to look it up right now. Um, the Bengals effective cap is 33, almost 34 million. That's a lot. They can pay. They can pay some of these guys. Um, I am trying to get Tyler Boyd's contract. Um, it just refuses to load. (laughs) (laughs) The Bengals don't have a shit ton of cap space. They're fucked. Well, yeah, good thing they do. 33, did you say 33, 34? 33, about 34. Yeah. Um, Tyler Boyd, I don't know if this is right. This is over the cap. Um, Dude, just fucking Spotrack is not loading. It's killing me. It is like the go-to for contracts. Anyways, I think they'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. What's mixing on? Yeah, if I, I would tell you if it would load. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just... <laughs> Drugs. <laughs> Burger cheese, good one. Torched them. <laughs> Here we go. Okay. So the Bengals... Yeah, I mean, going into this offseason, they're going to have... Okay, Spotrack says close to 50. In cap space? Yeah. Yeah, because probably of contracts ending. Yes. So, you know, um, Joe Mixon is on the books for nine. Um, and he's under contract this year and next year. So 2023 and 2024. Um, Tyler Boyd is under contract. Um, he's a free agent this year. Tyler Boyd is a free agent this year. So you could, you could re-sign Tyler Boyd and then say, hey. Yeah, but you don't want to overpay Tyler Boyd and then – end up almost like well, so that's the thing. digging think, yourself into a hole I think it's, for I think Higgins it's a, and Chase. I think it's a thing of, you know you're going to pay Jamar Chase. Um, you're sitting there and saying, okay, if we pay uh, Tyler Boyd this year, we're probably understanding we're not going to get T. Higgins. But we're not going to... Next year. But we're not going to overpay Tyler Boyd. So we're going to offer him his contract that we think is fair and try to convince him, like, hey. I don't know if I'd let Higgins rings. walk. Higgins is your big guy. Well, I know, but what, I'm, what no, I said Ruffles earlier. said Higgins oh, yeah. walk. 
Well, that's the thing is, I'm like, if you keep Tyler Boyd and it's not on a ridiculous contract, it's like a comfortable contract. You can probably get all three of them back. Maybe. T. Higgins is going to get offered a ridiculous contract somewhere. And if you can't match it and he really wants to go get paid, he's going to go get paid. Yeah. And I would be okay with it. I'm not going to overpay for T. Higgins if I didn't overpay for Tyler Boyd. I'll keep Tyler Boyd and Jamar Chase on – Jamar Chase on a huge contract, obviously – and then Tyler Boyd on a good contract that's a little bit more team friendly, and then go try to find a stud athletic wide receiver in the draft again. Yeah, T. Higgins slipped to the second round for them. You know, like yeah. that you can find somebody later. Christian Watson was a second round pick this year. Like you can find one of those stud guys a little bit later. It doesn't have to be a first round pick. You go and get. Yeah, um, and that's well, that's the thing with most drafts. You can get wide receivers pretty late. Yeah, and I don't even out. think they need to draft or, or trade for a tight end. Hayden Hurst is a good tight end. Yeah, I'd keep. I'd keep Nikhil Harry. Nice. <laughs> and uh, Swirly, uh, yeah, big if, but we'll, we'll be getting into it in just a moment. Yes. Uh, okay, which game do we want to break down first? AFC, NFC. Let's go Let's go. 49ers, Eagles, okay. uh, just because of Roffle's stats. Okay, yes. so huge game. I want to get into the stats Roffle sent me because they are – you said that they were quickly done, but you know what? They're They're good. They're good, welly done. Good, good. welly done. Nice, nice. That was some. That was some good wordage. Okay, so Eagles 49ers, huge game. Um, two best in the NFC. I mean, this is yeah, clear cut. There yeah. were two top teams in the in the NFC, and they're playing in the championship game, which is what should have happened. All right. To start again, this is from Raffle, everyone. So big claps for Raffle. Teams that play on Saturday in the divisional round are seventeen and nine, and. Are you saying to win the Super Bowl? I'm assuming that's what you mean. So teams that play on Saturday in the divisional round are 17-9 due to additional rest over the last 13 years. Or just, oh, in the conference championships. Yeah, in the conference okay. championships. Okay, I got you. Um, the Eagles defense and the Eagles offensive line, along with home field advantage, will be the determining factor in the game. Mm-hmm. Sacks. 18 of 44 49er sacks are from Bosa. So 41% of the total... Uh, oh, Bosa, 41% of total, Bosa lines up primarily on the side of Lane Johnson. Yeah. Lane Johnson hasn't let up a sack since 2020, November Is, of 2020. I'm not trying to bring the stats down, Raffle. I just want confirmation. Is Lane Johnson the one that like tore his pec um, and is playing with a torn pec right now? Um, keep going. Let's yes. Let's, yeah. Kelsey. So that, that might play a little bit of a factor, but. Yeah. Um. Kelsey and Lane playing together haven't given up a sack in 3,487 consecutive snaps. Moving Bosa to the upside naturally allows Jalen to roll right to make throwing on the run easier. Niners are ranked 21st defense against the pass. Pressure on Purdy. Purdy only played two away games, one at Vegas. Purdy has never played on East Coast game of football, except for in college. Yeah. Um, Purdy, well, even then, it was Big 12, so probably on the East Coast. Yeah, but I'm sure out of conference, he might have gone to the East Coast maybe once. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, probably not a good team, but he probably wouldn't play somewhere. not in college either. Oh, never. Okay, he's never played, played in Iowa a- State. So like- yeah. Okay. Um, Purdy has only thrown for 300-plus yards one time in their eight games. Ingles ranked first in pass defense. Purdy, 19 of 29 for 214 yards, zero touchdowns against the Cowboys. Purdy had a 33.3% completion rate while under pressure against the Cowboys at home. Eagles will pressure more than the Cowboys. Cowboys, 54 sacks. Eagles, 70. 
16 of Eagles' 70 sacks from Reddick, 23% of total. Eagles had five linemen with seven-plus sacks and four linemen with 11-plus sacks, not reliant on Reddick. That's true. They're not. Best run defense against one of the best run offenses. 49ers great against the rush, second best in the NFL for yards, tied for ninth best in touchdowns given up. However, Eagles 32 rushing touchdowns, first in the NFL. Eagles 2,509 rushing yards, fifth in the NFL. And Kenneth Gainwell has one of the most rushes of 10-plus yards in playoffs with five. Um, I'm going to wave to you on that one because that was great, Raffle. Thank you so much for the stats. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, huge. Uh, okay, so you were going to go in the Lane Johnson thing. Um, well, not like go into it. I'm, I'm just like I think that you, might play some of a factor. Do you think they keep him there, or do you think they switch him over to the other side where Jalen Hurts could then roll right, I like Ruffle's saying? Well, the thing is, the so who's the rest of the Niners' pass rush? I I, I don't know enough about the fucking like not defensive sure. line. I know the the Eagles' D line because wrecked fucking happens. No, I'm not saying Lance or Lane goes to left tackle. I'm saying Bosa, Bosa moves over. Sides. Yeah. Um, God, I do want to see fucking... Yeah, Bosa, I'd say Bo- Bosa does switch, or do you think he doesn't, Raffle? Um, and like you said, I mean, it, either way, maybe it's probably advantage for you either way. If they want to stay on that side, then just run to to the right. So yeah, other other D linemen, I guess. You so have Dickerson and... Yeah, the, the Eagles O-line... Miata? Yeah, the, the Eagles O-line is solid across the board, and especially Kelsey and Lane Johnson... Almost like impossible to get by them, like Raffle stats suggested. Again, only thing I would say is that injury. Let's see, let's see how that really affects Lane Johnson. Like went against the Giants last week, they don't have like a true stud, proven pass rusher. I love KT, but he's in his rookie year. Um, I don't know how many times he lined up against Lane Johnson, anyways. But um, seeing him go up against probably defensive player of the year. In Nick Bosa, let's see how it works out. Rest of that D line, you got Javon Kinlaw, um, Eric Armstead, um, Samson Ebicom, who's like a just a pass rusher. But I don't think I do not think the Niners' pass rush is as deep as uh, the Eagles. And I think I said a couple weeks ago that no. it was, um, and I was wrong about that. Um, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna be curious. I think they're gonna line up Nick Bosa out there and be like, test him. Yeah, if, I mean, if he's not a hundred percent, test him. And let's see. That's an injury that if you're on any other team, you get season-ending surgery. Yeah. But if you're competing for a Super Bowl, you play through it. Yeah. Right? And that's – especially at Lane Johnson's age. Yeah. Right? If he was like 24, I don't think he would have played through this. Right? No. But it's like, hey, I'm competing for a Super Bowl again this year. I'd love to get another one after the one they got with Foles. Yeah. I'd love to have another ring. And then I can take all fucking next season to rehab this injury. Because right. I got a Super Bowl. Yeah. You know, I could retire. I don't fucking care. Um so I think he's playing through it. Let's see. Let's just see what happens. Um, I have a couple things that I think are going to be the keys. And Raffle, you especially, but anybody in the chat and him yourself as well, uh, let me know if you agree with me or if I'm off base. So I did this for both these games for when each team has the ball with the offense and defense keys to try to win the game. Okay. So when the Niners are on offense – First thing they have to do is take advantage of Kittle and the running backs against linebackers. And Ralph was pointed out to us multiple times. The linebackers are the weakness on this Eagles team. Yep. Um, they don't have a stud that can really lock up anybody. Um, so if you can use George Kittle 
and those running backs. Yeah. Out of the backfield on option routes, angle routes, whatever, and one-on-one. If you get them one if you get Christian McCaffrey one-on-one with those linebackers, he's going to get open. Right. You should be able to trust that. Yeah. Um, so how do you utilize that to your advantage the most? Um, and it, and uh, maybe setting up screens, looking for those one-on-ones, whatever it may be. Um, you also got to test the D-line against the run. Um, Eagles pass defense way better than the run defense. Not like the run defense is bad, but that is the weakness of that defense. You're not going to throw at them and win, so you're going to have to try to beat them running the ball. Make those linebackers fill gaps. Yep. Make those tackles in open space. That's what you're going to have to really focus on. They didn't do amazing against the Cowboys. So it, that's really going to be an issue for me. Is like if you didn't do it great against the Cowboys who have an inferior defense to the Eagles, are you going to be inferior defensive line and linebacker and, you know, better linebacking core but inferior defensive line? Are you going to be able to do it against a better defense running the ball? Yeah. Um yeah, and Raffle most worried about screens. Yeah, I would be too. If you're getting a McCaffrey and Eli Mitchell, George Kittle, Devo Samuel, yeah, with those linebackers being the ones that have to come down and make the play, it's probably going to be a little bit scarier. And that's a lot of the Niners' offense. Um, and then get Brock Purdy quick and easy reads. Do not let the pass rush have that much of an effect. On no, the game. you need to be getting the ball out in two seconds. Don't have him drop back and have a a play that takes three, four seconds to develop down the field, unless it's right off a of play action rolling out. And you know, you have protection. You keep George Kittle in the block on that right side and you're bringing in Ayuk or Debo across the field. Something yeah. like that. I think Debo goes off. My thing is if you can't go off against the Cowboys, I don't, I don't see him going off. Yeah. Um, and then for the Eagles. So on, on defense, um, it's, you gotta have the linebackers and corners on point. Um, Linebackers have to fill their gaps on yeah, runs. I agreed, Blue Ellis. That's the move. Yes. Linebackers have to fill the gaps on the runs. Yep. And do their best to limit damage in coverage, which means open field tackles. You can let Kittle catch a ball for four yards, and you got to make the tackle. And it's easier said than done. George Kittle is a very hard man to bring down. Yeah. And the same with McCaffrey and Eli Mitchell in open space against linebackers. You can let him catch a ball for four yards, but you can't let him shake you and get an extra 12. Yeah. Uh, and then corners. Trust your corners one-on-one. Uh, they ran 40% man against the Giants because they didn't respect the wide receiving core, and they said, hey, Daniel Jones, beat us. Why would you not do the same thing against Brock Purdy? Yeah. I know it's – look at his numbers. His numbers are as good because of the system and because they run the ball first. If you make a point of we're not going to let you run the ball, you're not just going to do that on us. We are going to make Brock Purdy make the right reads. Is Brandon Ayuk or Debo Samuel going to get open on a route against Darius Slay or James Bradbury? And Brock Purdy is going to make the the good throw there. Yeah, that's going to be really the issue. Um, the Niners corners gave up a lot of yards. They just play a bend don't break style yep. that usually works out for them. So that's my keys for when the Niners are on offense for both sides. Uh, when the Eagles are on offense, offensively take advantage of corners, in particular RPOs and play action. Yeah. Those are going to be your bread and butter. Make those linebackers bite up. Make a safety bite up. Get an A.J. Brown to Blue El- uh, to Burger Cheese Point. A.J. is going to go off too. Probably. Yeah. If you can get a, a safety to bite up, I'm taking A.J. Brown one-on-one outside against anybody on the Niners defense yeah. on a play action if he has half a step. He's probably going to outrun him, and he's going to definitely win a jump ball. Yeah. And then same with Devontae. Devontae's going to route him up. Um, 
Rafael, anyone can talk up the Niners all they want. Purdy being in that environment, having only played two away games total against the best passers in the NFL isn't a recipe for success. Exactly. I, things are very much in your yeah, like Rafael, and all you're doing is making me want to put more money on yeah. the Eagles. <laughs> uh, also, what I think the Eagles can really do is mix it up early. So normally, like we talked about with the Bills and Bengals last week, um, you have to establish a run game early on to make a team be like, okay, we got to respect the run. You know, we can't just commit to stopping the pass. And the Bengals did that, and they ran the ball, and Joe Mixon got all these carries early on, and then it was like, okay, Joe Burrow can drop back on play action and bomb a ball, and it's wide open. Or you just line Joe Mixon up back there, and we have to be prepared for a potential run so you can throw the ball off of it. Yeah. The Eagles do not have to establish anything early. They have the one of the, the third best running yards per game and arguably the best rushing offense in the NFL. You don't have to establish anything. It just has to be respected. Yeah. So you could throw the ball the first eight plays of the game. Just call eight passes, and the Niners would still have to put six or se- like seven in the box and be like, we can't let them run the ball. Yeah. So don't think you have to. Don't line up and say we got to run the ball early. No, you don't. Mix it up early. Get those RPOs going. Get play action going. Take shots and trust your O line. You have such a stellar O line. Two Raffles point again. Trust that O line. Let them. Let there be a play that takes a little bit longer to develop, and you get Devonte. <laughs> and you get Devonte and uh, AJ Brown on a play that takes three or four seconds to develop, and it might still be there because your O line is so good. Keep a running back in to maybe chip on a block. Yeah, if someone does get through. And it can probably still be there. And I would trust AJ and Devontae to get open <laughs> on those kinds of plays. And then lastly, for the Niners, get your corners help. Yep. They aren't going to win in one-on-one. If it's if it's Devontae versus Diomedor Lenore, love, love me some Diomedor Lenore. <laughs> Devontae Smith is going to route his ass up. Yeah. And he's going to get wide open. The same on the other side with AJ Brown and Charvarius Ward. Um can we get his take on this game? Bogey. Who do you think is going to win? Eagles. Eagles. Yeah, it's Eagles. Ah, he's got the Eagles. <laughs> uh, so you got to get those corners help, whether it's bringing safeties and keeping them over top, running like entirely zone the entire game and not letting it be a one-on-one matchup. That's really what you got to look to do. And then you trust your D-line and linebackers. Fred Warner and Dre Greenlaw are going to – Win in coverage most of the time, I feel like. Um, maybe they get beat once or twice. They're going to come up in the run game. They're going to make plays. They're going to fill their gaps. You can trust them to do that. You can trust your D-line to play solid. I trust Miko Ryans. To, uh, I think Elvis made the point earlier. Uh, yeah, San Francisco D coordinator, better adjustments. Yes, absolutely. I would trust Miko Ryans to make amazing adjustments all over the game and to call up blitzes at the right time and to keep linebackers in the right spots and tell people what to look for. I absolutely trust him to do that and trust everybody else. It's you got to get those corners help though. Yeah. Um, and then if you do give up a big play, do just what they did against the Cowboys. Ben, don't break. Give up a huge ball. Get Give up a 60-yard pass. You make a tackle. Got, then you have to let him up a field goal. Hold him to a field goal. Get a sack. Push him out of field goal range. Yeah. That's what you got to look to do. Um, those are my keys. I don't, you guys let me know if I miss anything. Um Although I love the Jalen rushing touchdown prop bet. I do not bet on it this week. Warner's too good. I mean, that's fair. Uh, but, again, Warner's one, too good. One, one yard line, a push. Yeah. You exactly. know, pretty right. accurate from Logan there. Good. Roth, I'm glad to hear that. Winner equals Tommy's original chili cheeseburger. Yeah. <laughs> love it. Why not? Love it. All right. Next game. 
Bengals Chiefs. Um, Here's my thing. Patrick Mahomes goes out for a little bit with an ankle injury. I just wouldn't even practice him. Burger cheese. <laughs> By 10 is. <laughs> That's a hot take. You know what? No. points. Maybe a little I said less. come get rowdy. Give us some hot takes. That's fair. No shot, brother. Um, I just don't even know why Patrick Mahomes is even practicing. Like, why not just get, like, you know, you could sit there and say that you're at 100%. That doesn't mean you're at 100%. You know what I mean? You yeah. went out with an ankle injury, came back because you wanted to ensure that you win this game to get here. So the Bengals would never, ever prepare for Henny anyway, even if Patrick Holmes wasn't. Yeah, you don't need to prepare for him. If you, if you see Henny go Chad out there, Henny. you're just happy. <laughs> you're just like, oh, okay, right on. Um, so I would have rather have seen, you know, Chiefs just, you know, bench Mahomes for the week of practice. Um, but overall, I think it's going to be a really good game. Um, they're calling it, uh, instead of Arrowhead Stadium, they're calling it Burrowhead. Yeah. Um, That's tough. And that is tough if you're a Chiefs it's fan. It's earned, though, for it, Joe Burrow. Yeah, he's beat him <laughs> it's three, earned. He's, you, he's beaten him three times and in the AFC Championship last year you in salty, Arrowhead. But you, it's not wrong. No. Mahomes is holding back tears every conference. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> he, he looked fine to me, but... I don't know. Like, he looked fine in, in his press conference today. He didn't have a walking boot or anything. Um, he was, I mean, it was just stretching, but there's a video of him stretching in practice today, and he looked fine doing, like, kicking his leg up, coming back down on it. So I think he, I think he's fine. He's also super young, so he's going to fucking heal faster. Yeah. Um, Holmes doesn't run much. He runs when he absolutely has to. Yeah. But it's a scrambling. That's it's, it's what extending I'm extending plays. It's like yeah, he doesn't run past the line of scrimmage very often. But it's the scrambling in order to let plays develop down the field is what I would be worried about if I was a Chiefs fan. Swirly, I, I appreciate the confidence as a Chiefs fan, but that is one hell of a statement. That is. Um, that is a hot take. It's a hot take. Only Chris Collinsworth is picking the Bengals. Um, That's. Not true. The seventy percent <laughs> of the money is on the Bengals. Seventy percent of the money is on the Bengals, which I'm really confused about. I don't like that me. minus one. I, that's so, like it's a pick 'em. We're gonna talk about. Oh yeah, we didn't make picks for the. Uh, the line is Philadelphia minus two and a half. I'm taking Philly. Uh, yeah, minus I'm taking, two and a half. Taking Philly minus two and a half. Um, I would. What I would love to do is get the Niners and the under on this as a teaser. So I would love to get the Niners at plus eight and a half and tease it at under fifty two. Yeah. Um. I would grab the Eagles, but that six-point teaser would be plus four and a half, which also would be a good pick. I think either way. I guess Eagles plus three and a, or four and a half and the under at 52. Um, that's probably what I'll do this weekend is yeah. tease that. Yeah, Raffles at Philly minus six and a half. That's where he's comfortable. I'm not surprised by that line for Raffle. Yeah. Um, I also am going to take the, the Eagles minus the two and a half. Like, that's just fair. Yeah. Um, I think the money for this one's pretty split. Um. So I feel comfortable taking the Eagles here. Um, I, I already said what this game kind of comes down to. The the I did take two bets for each of these games that are just prop bets. Yeah. It's a Kittle over in yards. Um, What's the yardage on that? It's like 77 and a half. Okay. Um, and then I took, um, oh, I think it was A.J. Brown over in yards. Um, yeah, I'm good. My hot take or my uh, bold prediction for this game is that AJ Brown and Devontae Smith each have over 100 yards each. 
Yeah. I, I, I mean, that's my bold prediction. It's a, it's bold, a bold prediction. prediction. Yeah. Um, I'm going to look at my open tickets just to make sure the yardage is here. So AJ Brown over 70 and a half. That's an easy pick. That, that's what I said last oh, week. Oh, and George Kittle's at 47 and a half. Oh, I'm taking that yeah, it's right when we end 47 and a half. Um, that's his yardage for George Kittle? Yeah. I might go fuck around and put like 40 bucks he on it. He put like 90 last week. <laughs> it's better linebackers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 40 <laughs> yards, that's it? Yeah, it'll fi- technically like 50. But yeah. yeah. I like Goddard touchdown. He's due. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. That's smart. Bold prediction for this. Um, I would say. Give us your guys' bold predictions. Oh, man. I think my bold prediction would be under – okay, Super Bowl prediction. Both offenses under 300 yards total. Okay. But each, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> that would be a boring-ass game. <laughs> but I think I, I legit – 1,000-plus yards combined is, is, is bold. bold. <laughs> That's bold. It's bold. Um, I'm going to say <laughs> under, each team under 300 yards total. Uh, I just think these defenses show up. Yeah. I think they make them try to beat them in the one way. And I don't know how well it works. Um, I obviously also have two players having over yards. So that's take that with what you will. But yeah. I think these defenses are going to play huge roles. All right. Moving on to Bengals Chiefs. Bengals Chiefs. Uh, Swirly, uh, you're a big Chiefs fan. What are you expecting out of this game? What are you know, obviously you're expecting the Chiefs to win, but and Mahomes um, to fucking go off. Philly minus ten for Swirly is again. It's a lot. These are two really good teams. But these are bold predictions. These are bold predictions. Yeah. Um Don't get greedy minus six, six and a half. half. <laughs> well that no, that's his bold prediction, Raffle. Yeah. What's your bold prediction? Yeah. Um Eagles no rushing touchdowns. That's very bold. It's very bold. That is but very bold. I honestly don't hate it. I don't hate it. Yeah. Brett Maher will not miss an extra point this week. Bold. 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 He's probably going <laughs> to kick one in his backyard. <laughs> he's going to try to kick it over there. Like, he's going to be like, Jerry, look. And he's going to miss. Be like, Fuck, <laughs> dude. I can't keep doing this. All right. Uh, Bengals, Chiefs. So, same thing. I'll start with Bengals on offense. So, when the Bengals are off- on offense. Same game plan as last week. Exact same. Establish that run early and often. The Chiefs gave up seven yards a carry to the Jags. And I know the Jags like have a more explosive offense when it comes to running the ball. Like they have, they'll run the ball three yards, three yards, three yards, and then have a seventy yard run. And yeah, it's like, what the fuck just happened? Like that's that's their offense. Um, the the Bengals should just be able to run Joe Mixon and have him do his thing. Yeah, I think with how the Chiefs played the run last week. I don't think they should have much of an issue. And then the big thing in the passing game is Burrow looking to get the ball out quick. The Chiefs' pass rush, way better than the Bills' pass rush. They will dial up more blitzes. Chris Jones is going to get there more often. If you're Joe Burrow, again, same thing as last week. Get the ball out quick. If you see seven guys in the box, get the ball out. Get it to Chase on a quick screen, on a quick slant. Get it to Tyler Boyd. Get it to T. Higgins. If it's I'm making a quick read on a ball down the sideline, I'm giving Joe, uh, Jamar Chase a shot, whatever it is, get the ball out quick. That's got to be your game plan. Uh, limit a guy like Chris Jones' impact on the game. For the Chiefs on defense, it's about forcing mistakes. Uh, Raffle Bengals survived with their O-line last week. Chiefs are coming. I, I agree, get the ball out fast. Um, it, Swirly, 
to your point, Bur- Burrow two plus picks. If you're the Chiefs, biggest key, make the Bengals make mistakes. Yeah. Uh, whether that means you're forcing, <laughs> I can't whether that means you're forcing turnovers or just getting big plays when it counts, I don't care. Like a like a big tackle for loss or a big you know incompletion. Um, ben don't break, kind of like the Niners did last week. You can give up a bunch of yards and get them and hold them to field goals, get a sack, push them out of field goal range, force a punt. Um, and the biggest thing is blitzing to force pressure, mm-hmm. sending linebackers, maybe send a safety or a corner on a disguised blitz. And when you send those blitzes, knowing Joe Burrow is going to diagnose that and get the ball out, you jump the routes. You have to be prepared to jump routes. And if you get burnt on a play where Joe Burrow is getting a fucking heat-seeking missile on his face and he stands in there and throws the ball 30 yards down the field to Jamar Chase, so be it. Yeah. But you're jumping that route to try to get a pick and try to force a turnover and swing momentum in this game. That's what you got to be doing. It's what the Chargers did against the Jags. Yeah. It's like we know you're looking to get the ball out quick. I'm going to be making plays on those. And if you beat us deep, hey, you beat us deep. But I'm not. I'm going to take the chance on getting a huge momentum-shifting play. That's got to be the Chiefs' game plan on defense. Um, Bengals uh, running back hot release on blitz better than staying and trying to block. Blue Elvis, that is maybe the worst written sentence. Uh, I think he might be on his phone or he's just trying to type really fast. But I was able able to decipher it very quickly. Oh, absolutely, yes. Um, Okay, he redeemed a highlighted message. Burger Cheese will read it anyway. But uh, Mike Mike McDaniel's... Oh, my God. High off his wax pen over Andy Reid. That's no. <laughs> that is boiling. Yes. Um, okay, so that's, that's I think, the big keys when the Bengals are on offense. And when the Chiefs are on offense, biggest question is, is Patrick Mahomes 100%, right? That's, is yeah. he actually 100%? If not, sorry, mobile keypad sucks. I understand. I understand. All good, brother. Um, so that's obviously what, what the biggest thing for the Chiefs is. Is Patrick Mahomes 100%? Is he going to be able to do Mahomes things, scramble, extend plays, take advantage of a poor secondary for the Bengals? Um, and then how do the Bengals play Travis Kelsey? So it's kind of his both sides here. Um, if you are... 80, uh, 80 plus, 80% right. plus, like 80% healthy, like 80 yeah, plus I think, healthy. Yeah, I think it's 80% plus I'd take all day long. Yeah, that, yeah, and that was against a, a Jags team defense that's not amazing, and he like was missing a lot of easy throws still. Yeah, like he did make a great touchdown pass to MVS. I will give him credit for that, but then he also missed like screen passes that he threw in the dirt. And I know that's not eighty percent. That was him at like probably like fifty percent. Yeah, but still, like you're playing a better quality team. Um. I would I would want him at 100. percent Yeah. Um, so how do the Bengals play Travis Kelsey? Because no one's doubled him all year, and it's never worked. He had four. He set the record for most catches in a playoff game last week. I would just I, I don't know. Jam him up at the line of scrimmage as best you can. Uh, jam him line of scrimmage. Double team him. Double team him. And if you're not double teaming him, I I don't know. I mean, nobody can beat Travis Kelsey right now. Yeah. No one can beat Travis Kelsey, so I think you have to double him. Keep it like a Logan Wilson. Logan Wilson is a phenomenal linebacker in this league. Uh, why would you not double team him? That's a great question. Ask the Jags. They ah. didn't, and he went for 14 catches. Ask every single team that's played Travis Kelsey. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so that's the question is, do you double him? Do you not double him? I think you have to at this you point. You have to double and him. It's pick your poison for the, cheap, for the Bengals, though. It's do you double team Travis Kelsey 
And then you're leaving Eli Apple and Cameron Taylor Britt one on one against Juju and like Kadarius Tony. Do you trust that one on one matchup? Not really. More than you trust letting Kelsey go off. Yeah, I mean it's it's tough. It's pick your poison. And if I'm sitting there looking at it, you have to double Kelsey because you know Travis Kelsey, if he's one-on-one, is going to put up ridiculous numbers and move drives by himself, and they're going to put up points. Um, and then on the outside, if I, I think if you're sitting here at the Bengals and you know how you can beat the Chiefs and you trust your offense more than their defense, which I would, and maybe this game is a shootout and it turns out into a shootout, um, do you think Travis Kelsey beats you more often and lets the Chiefs be in a shootout? Or do you think Kadarius Tony and Juju beat you more often? Yeah, it's gonna be Travis Kelsey. It's gonna be Travis Kelsey. So I think you, you take the shot and say, "Hey, if Kadarius Tony beats us once or twice, Juju beats us once or twice, is what it is." I'm not letting letting Travis Kelsey dictate how this game goes. Right. Um, so those are the keys I think uh, for both sides. Picks for this game. So the pick is the Bengals. This is gonna be a Kyle move here. Okay, the pick is the Bengals. They're the better team. They should win this game. I am frightened by this line because the Chiefs opened as one-point favorites. So, so many people that bet early got Bengals money line for plus odds. And 70% of the money's on the Bengals. I don't trust Vegas to lose this game. No. Because I think the Super Bowl is going to be close and they won't lose a lot of money either way. But they would lose a lot of money on this game. So my my pick yeah, for line ha- the line has moved like three times. Yeah, the the pick for this is the Bengals. I don't know if it. I don't even think there's a better team. I'm going Bengals because that, that's who I want to win. Yes. Um. But if I'm if I have to pick a line, it's going to be the Bengals plus one. But what I'm going to do line right now is Kansas City minus one. That's, that's what I'm saying. Or did I say the other way? No, right? no, you said that. I didn't even realize that was the current line. That's the current line. It's Kansas City minus one. Um, it's it's moved like three times. God damn, dude. Um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to tease the Bengals. It's still seventy percent of bets on the Bengals, dude. I can't. And I'm going to tease the over and get the over at forty one and a half. I might not even touch the actual line. I might just take the over because it's that game is so fucking scary. Bengals twenty eight twenty four. I like it. Yeah, Kansas City minus one. Yeah, Swirly, what are your thoughts? Uh, I know I'm going Bengals, but don't don't hate me for that, man. Um, I'm not going to be surprised if the Chiefs win, not one bit. Yeah, it's 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 crazy right now. I always go up to minus two and a half, fucking minus one. Yeah, I like oh, that. Oh God, same thing with the fucking Eagles game. Actually, like eighty percent of the handles on the Eagles. I know. It just makes you think it's got to like the Niners. It's going to be Chiefs Niners. Yeah, it makes you think <laughs> it's just going to fucking be Chiefs Niners. I hate betting on my own again. Team. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Don't bet on your own team. But Dude, what do you think the Chiefs are going to win by? What do you think the score is going to be is like? It, is it going to be fucking Chiefs Niners again? We're going to rematch of two years ago, three years ago? Yeah, maybe. In the are we going to get a rematch? And then the Chiefs are going to win again. God. I don't want it. I don't want it either. I want I want to give me Burrow back there. I want Bengals Eagles. Eagles I want Bengals Bowl. Eagles. We all want Bengals Eagles, except, well, for, Swirly, except for Swirly. But come on, you know, for Niners Bengals. See, I don't know. It's tough. My pick is going to be Bengals 
plus the point. Pick a money line. If you're giving me a point, I'm gonna just take the team money line. Yeah, no, there's no, there's point. no point in because the plus one you get you you, you push, get better odds. You push it at a, at a plus one. It's like yeah. all right, might as well just lose a little yeah. bit of money if you don't win. Yeah, so you got got to take got to take Bengals money or uh, money line there. Um, bold predictions for this game. Okay, uh, I'm gonna say. Jamar Chase, 10 catches, 150 yards. Okay. I know it's not like Super Bowl, but yeah. I feel like in a conference championship game. Yeah. And two touchdowns. Fuck it. There you go. <laughs> That's bold. There you go. <laughs> 10 catches, 152 touchdowns. Uh, my bold prediction is going to be both Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow have over 350 yards passing each. Yeah. I'm expecting a shootout. Shootout, absolutely. Uh, it's really biased, but I think if Mahomes is as healthy as they are saying, it'll be closed in Chiefs by three. That's, that's, and I that, wouldn't that's even say that's like biased. Like, that's, no, like, that's, that's completely a fair, fair prediction. Yeah, that's completely yeah. fair. I, like, I'm not saying that. Cowboys, Bengals, trolling. <laughs> <laughs> Burrow, two interceptions is my bold prediction. I think if he throws two picks, Chiefs win. Oh, yeah. No, no. If Joe, if Joe Burrow throws two interceptions, that the Chiefs win that game. From a quarterback that doesn't make mistakes. Yep. That's going to be tough. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Those are predictions and previews for the the uh, conference championships. I think this is an amazing week for conference championships. Last year's was great too. Yeah. Um, Mahomes collapsing. Rams comeback. Finally beating the Niners. Yeah. It was. Yeah. It was a fucking great conference championship weekend. I'm hoping for more of the same this week. Um, would take the over. Seems a much safer bet. Honestly, it's a coin flip. That's fair. And again, I'm sure. Public money is all over the fucking. So what are the picks? I'm going Bengals and the over. No lines, no spread. Who's going to the bowl? I'm picking Bengals Eagles to go. Yeah, to the Bengals bowl. Eagles. That's what I want. Yeah, that's, that's what, what I, I want. want. But I'm not gonna be surprised if it's 49ers Chiefs. I'm not gonna yeah. be surprised if it's 49ers Bengals. I'm not gonna be surprised if it's Eagles Chiefs. Yeah. I'm not gonna be. No matter what, nothing's gonna surprise me in this. It's just what we want. At yeah. This point. That's what I want. Nothing. I'd like gonna, to see I'm, Joe Burrow in another Super Bowl. What's the over under for this uh, game? Which game? Uh, 47 40, and a half. Yeah, 47, 48, 48. And most of the money's on the over. Not surprisingly. Most mm. of the money in the Niners Eagles game on the under. Yeah. Makes me hate my under 300 yards for each team, but yeah. we shall see. Should be some good games. All right. That wraps it up for our NFL talk uh, for this week. Yep. Yeah. Raffle Eagles go to the bowl. You owe me a bottle of hot sauce for the stream. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we buy the bottle of hot sauce for us, right? Or do you want to? Or are we buy it for give you? Us a shipping address, but uh, not on stream, obviously. Um, for you, yes. Okay, and then wait. If if the Eagles don't go, what do we get? I forgot. He buys us two bottles. He buys us two bottles, and then we're we're coming up with something. If the Eagles actually win the, the Eagles win the Super Bowl, I'm sure we'll do the hot ones challenge or something. Oh yeah, we're doing the hot ones challenge, but Raffle's got to do something for us. Yeah, if it, yeah, that's fair. All right, uh, boom and bust. Boom and bust. I've got two and two. I'll go two and two. Okay. Uh, two gifted was the original. All right. Sounds good. That sounds good to us. Uh, okay. Uh, my booming is Blake Bortles. Always. Slinging six. Doing working construction, slinging six. Just for what I think it is? Um, no. It's no. Um, conference championship appearances since 1997. Blake Bortles, one. Cowboys, zero. <laughs> <laughs> Blake Bortles booming. Oh, always, but yeah, that, that is yeah. 
Uh, Burgies, 49ers, Bengals, Super Bowl. Y'all ripped the bong. Listen, I'm down to do a podcast where I'm just high, but I cannot. Yeah, Tim can't. I'll do it. Yeah, it would have to be on a weekend, though. I can't do it on like a Thursday night. Kyle might eat an edible or something. Yeah. I don't know if he will. He's had bad experiences. I thought he eats like little ones. Every no, time. I don't think. I don't think. I think he stays away from it. Oh, okay. But I am more than happy to just get high for an episode. <laughs> and you guys won't comprehend a thing I'm fucking saying. <laughs> um, okay. My first boom is. I like that one. It's really. My first boom is going to be Imani Bates. Um, I love Imani Bates. Okay. Kid that went to Memphis. He graduated a year early. Shouldn't have. He's way too fucking skinny. Went to college too early. Ended up playing at Memphis. Um, did nothing there. Got benched a lot because he was like 17 playing college basketball. Yeah. Um, and he's just too scrawny. Um, so he transferred, went to Eastern Michigan, and he's been playing really well there. He put up in their game la- Tuesday night, he put up 43 points on 23 shots. That's real fucking good. Okay? Yeah. He single-handedly went on a stretch where he scored 29 straight points. And what school is he playing for again? Eastern Michigan. Yeah, that, I yeah. saw that. Yeah, twenty nine straight points from one player, and it was on. It was driving. It was, like, it was a comeback win too. No, they, they lost. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I will. I, when they showed the the box score or whatever, the game cast box score on whatever I was looking at, they eventually took the lead on that twenty nine. Yeah, yeah, no, what, yeah. On that stretch, they had the lead. They had the lead like into the second half, like later in the second half, ended up not getting the win. But just his talent level alone. Um, the kid's a certified bucket. He's going to probably find his way into the league. Um, whether it's, I don't think it'd be this year. He probably has to put in another year of work. He's got to put on some weight is really all it comes down to. Yeah. Um, he, he's supposed to be built like KD, but he's way too skinny still. Yeah. Um, he's going to get bullied in the league. So he's got to put on a little bit more weight, but the kid's a bucket, man. I, I like his game a lot. Um, a lot of NBA players like his game a lot. So I'm rooting for the kid. Um, but just a fucking absolute, a dominant performance. Yeah, dude, dog's here. He's on the couch, burger cheese. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely big booming. Uh, my next boom is going to be breakdancers. Always. Uh, yeah, breakdancing will soon be an Olympic sport. Dude. How is that judged? I don't know. These guys designed a system to score. Hell yeah. Okay, break breaking. They're just calling it breaking. Dude, that's, that's even cooler. <laughs> breaking will debut at the Summer Olympics in Paris next year. Oh, it's official. It's official, official. If you haven't thought much about breakdancing since Breaking 2, Electric Boogaloo hit oh, yeah. multiplexes in 1984, or are too young to know what that is, uh, yeah, you, you guys know what breakdancing is. I'm not going to go through the uh, article. It doesn't go through the scoring right now. Um, if I had that, I'd tell you. But yeah, booming to breakdancers uh, break uh, on the come up big time. Yeah. Burger Cheese calls you out there. But uh, hey, Burger Cheese, I will find out where you leave, live. And wring your neck, dude. Yeah. I know you live in Vegas, so... so mm, no, remember, he's... A, he He's... Burger Cheese just like you. Oh, yeah, sir. Um, okay. What do you think, like, ancient Greeks... Not ancient, but, like, first Olympics Greeks okay. would say if we told them that breakdancing was in the Olympics? I mean, half the sports we have now, they'd probably be like, this is disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just think, like... Some of them they'd be absolutely down for, you know, that, you know, like, like all the wrestling still and like boxing and I think even basketball, they'd be like, what the fuck are you guys doing? <laughs> what this is ball? this? <laughs> what if you, you just got two, Does that ball weigh like a thousand pounds? <laughs> but like they would still see like the athleticism in it, you know, and yeah. they'd be like, okay, I can get behind it. 
You just show them two guys just crumping at each other. <laughs> <laughs> They'd be like, what the fuck is going on here? This is not in our games. Get it yeah, out of here. Yeah. No, they wouldn't like it. I think that'd be hilarious. Uh, to the death is what it would be. I think the Spartans maybe got some moves. They probably did. I'm sure they did. Not right. like not like nowadays, though. My second boom is Uber Eats. Okay. Usually, I think they're a huge bust. So, uh, I think it was a prank. I think it was a fantasy football loser. But during the Loyola Chicago Duquesne game last night. Duquesne? Mm-hmm. Another college. Smaller colleges. Do you want to know how to spell Duquesne? No. Okay. Um, I don't care. In the middle of the game, an Uber Eats delivery. I thought person. that was an NBA game. No, it was a, it was a college game. I know, and he was walking around. Just like, walked on the court, with a yellow jacket. Walked on the court in the middle of the game with a McDonald's bag, looking for someone to deliver the food to. Uh, and I, and I I'm pretty sure it was a prank because, like, I saw an article today that was like Duquesne is like at, now having to look at their like security, and like Duquesne. Yeah, yeah. Um, they probably let anyone go. To the game. Yeah, it's probably like no, I got to make this delivery, and they're like, yeah, I understand. <laughs> you <laughs> got to make job, your money. Dude. Do your job. Uh, I just love the fact that you walked on the court. Like, and it was, have you seen the recent Uber Eats commercials where it's like, Uber Eats is like, we make sure that your, you know, your delivery's there on time, but sometimes Aaron Donald is a little bit nice. You know, and he's like, Aaron Donald's like walking an old lady across the street and the Uber driver's like, dude, I gotta get this food to somebody and he honks and Aaron Donald like goes to beat the shit out of the guy. Oh. And it's like, no. but if Aaron Donald's there and your food's going to be a little late, like refund on the delivery or whatever. Yeah. Dude, they're making true in that promise. Yeah. So they're like, dude, I don't care if there's a basketball game going on. I walk through it to give you your fucking 20-piece nuggets. <laughs> Boom into Uber Eats. Uber Eats will pay your ticket to get into a sporting event to deliver that food. Hell yeah. Absolutely. All right, first uh, bust. First bust is, okay, this one's kind of a twofer because I don't know. You tell me which one's more of a bust, okay? It's going to be Patrick Reed and Rory McIlroy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't read this, but I saw, like, the headline. Okay. So what happened between McElroy and Reed, according to a source, close to Reed? Patrick went over to say Happy New Year, greeted his caddy, and then when he went to greet Rory, he said Rory big-timed him. So he tossed a four aces tee on the ground and said, well, go aces. And if, for those of you that don't know, uh, Live Golf is split up into teams. Reed is part of... Um, and the aces team and i guess they have their own tees so we tossed on the ground and said go aces um and i saw the video and that's essentially exactly what happened i uh, didn't you didn't get audio but it was from a distance and that's pretty much what happened was it like a lighthearted like ah go aces or was no, it, it like it was like go aces well here's the thing so rory on the matter i was subpoenaed by his lawyer on christmas eve Trying to have a nice time with my family and someone shows up on your doorstep and delivers that, you're not going to take that well. I'm living in reality. I don't know where Reed is living. I didn't, and then this was, uh, so Rory on Reed coming up to him. I didn't see it. I was down by my bag and he came up to me and I was busy working and sort of doing my practice. I didn't really feel dot, 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 the need to acknowledge him. If roles were reversed and I'd have thrown that tea at him, I'd be, ex I'd be expecting a lawsuit. So if that's true. And then Patrick Reed said he saw me and decided to not um, react. But it's one of those things. If you're going to act like your immature little child, then you might as well be treated like one. Okay. <laughs> so he didn't deny the subpoena, which means it's true. Yep. Big bust to Patrick Reed. 
what are you subpoenaing a fucking I don't know. other golfer for, dude? I don't know. I don't and, know. And then, yeah. And I want to know walk, what the subpoena was for. Yeah, and but then you subpoena him on Christmas Eve, and then you walk up to him and expect him to not be like, dude, fuck you. I don't like you. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, he big-timed me. No, he just doesn't like you, dipshit. <laughs> no one does, likes you. Yeah, he just doesn't want to talk to you. Who's a Patrick Reed fan? Nobody. Not Not anymore. (laughs) If I found out my favorite golfer subpoenaed another golfer on Christmas Eve, I'd be like, dude, you're, fuck you. Yeah. Oh, I know. Big, big bus, Patrick. All right, all right. Patrick Reed. All right, yeah. yeah. Uh, From one Patrick bust to another Patrick bust. Nice. Patrick Beverly. Oh, nice. Okay. So Patrick Beverly um, was uh, in in the Lakers game against the uh, Blazers. Um, When the Lakers were winning, he made a point to mock Dame time. So he, you know, was like pointing at his wrist like Dame does. And then he was like, doesn't work. Fucking throw the watch away. Okay. You know, it's like, dude, you fucking suck. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, I gotta turn my Wi-Fi back on to get the actual tweet. So fun fact. Okay. About Patrick Beverly. Uh, and, and this is maybe a boom or a bust. I don't know. Cause it didn't happen against his team. Okay. So maybe it just is a boom for him. On August 8th of 2020, in the bubble, Patrick Beverly trolled Damian Lillard for not coming up clutch. Okay? He wasn't even playing. He was just in street clothes, in the bubble, yelling at Damian Lillard for not performing (laughs) in the clutch. Okay. Three days and two games later, on August 11th, Dame put up 61 on the Mavericks. On the 22nd of January... Patrick Beverly trolled Damian Lillard for not coming up in the clutch. Broken watch, throw the fucking thing away. Three days and two games later, Damian Lillard put up 60 on the Jazz. <laughs> no, big boom, in, big boom into Damian Lillard. Big boom into Damian Lillard. And, I, and this is the thing. I, I didn't know if it was a boom or a bust to Patrick Beverly because it's not even against his team. He's like, dude, you suck, couldn't beat my team. <laughs> and then two games later, Lillard goes off on someone else's team. It's kind of... I put it as a bust because it's like it could go both ways. But I'm like, it's it's kind of like, you know. Yeah, if Pat ain't, if Pat Bev ain't on your team, you hate him. If he's on your team, you love him. Yeah, I don't know if the Lakers love him. Is the thing. <laughs> well, you love him when he's like actually playing. Patrick Beverly gets like 15 minutes. Yeah, yeah, you love him when he's playing and he's just trolling guys. But like, I am shocked that no one's punched him in the mouth. Like, I'm shocked that no one has. Like, get just a fucking guy that has n- nothing better to do. And just let him punch Patrick Beverly in the mouth one time. Yeah. I think. Just let the star on the team be like, hey, I'll pay pay that fine. The rest of the league would pay that fine. (laughs) They'd be like, like, dude, I'll pay your salary. Yeah. I don't care. (laughs) Like, uh, Finally. Yeah. Patrick Beverly, to me, is kind of always like a a bust. But, um, yeah. trolling is better because he uses fake Instagram accounts. Dude, okay. Also, I'm sure you don't have this. I almost had KD and Embiid as a boom uh, because... In the Nets Sixers game, Joel Embiid and Rafa, I know you saw this. Uh, Joel Embiid got an and one, like a tough and one, and then he finished it and he did the Degeneration X, the suck it to the sideline. And then KD tweeted and was like, Embiid, that's like a it's like a shitty celebration. It's a trash celebration. <laughs> and then Joel Embiid responded with like, you know how in WWE they run the video when like people have their walkouts. There's like a video that usually goes along with that song. Okay. And well, especially back in the day. Okay. You remember how Degeneration X had that like had their like cut of like Shawn Michaels and Triple H doing the Degeneration X. Uh, that's what he sent? 
sent that with him cut in to the video of doing the suck it from different <laughs> games. And there's one clip of him like laying on the ground and doing it like multiple times and it's sped up and it's just like, <laughs> <laughs> and it was fucking hilarious. <laughs> it was, it was great. And then, and then KD tweeted back and was like, I miss talking shit with Joel Embiid. Like KD wants to be back on the court just to talk shit with, with Embiid. So <laughs> Raffle, absolutely. K, KD and, and Embiid are, are better trolling. But <laughs> Uh, all right. I, I, I bet I bet they're like they're fine they're with each other. They're great friends, dude. Yeah. They're great friends, I bet. <laughs> That's why MB probably did that. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. great. Second bust. Oh, that one's that one's gonna be hard to beat. That one was a good one. I liked it. Uh Montreal, Canada, Canadians. Fuck them. Yeah. <laughs> um, sorry. Uh got a driveway? You can't park in it if you don't have a garage in this Montreal borough. I <laughs> if you don't have a garage, you can't park in your driveway. What? I don't. I don't know, dude. <laughs> Make it make sense. <laughs> it does. It doesn't. <laughs> you park on, in the front of your house, directly in front of the drive. Like, what are you gonna go do? <laughs> yeah, HOA, go fuck yourself. Yes, dude. Canadians just don't make sense. You find the article. Yeah. Uh, well, no. It's. I mean, it's here. But okay, Martine Corbell has lived in her Montreal home since 1997 and has always parked her car in the driveway out front. But last August, she got a letter from the borough of, I'm not pronouncing that, it's in like French or something. Yeah. It said that we were not allowed to park in front of her house according to this bylaw. That will essentially complicate things for her. Um, yeah, I yeah, mean. You bought a house, but you can't use the driveway. It, that's that's pretty much all it is, is that some weird, <laughs> yeah, HOA, go fuck yourself. Yeah, HOAs are the worst. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know. That it doesn't go into what the bylaw says. Um, it just says uh, you can't park in your driveway if you don't have a garage. But you can park in your driveway if you have a garage. So you don't have to use your garage. You just have to have one. Which is odd. Sure. Yeah. I don't know. That's dumb. Dude, what qualifies as a garage? Just build some like shittily. Just paint on a garage door onto the side of your wild coyote. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's your second bust? My second bust is is either Dak Prescott or the Dallas Cowboys. Okay. I, it's it's really I think it's the Dallas Cowboys though, okay? Okay. So, after the Cowboys loss, uh this was on the 22nd that they posted this. So this was on what Monday? No, this is on Sunday. Right after the loss. The official Dallas Cowboys Twitter page tweeted an article to DallasCowboys.com about the loss. The headline of the article is Dak on loss to 49ers. Quote, unacceptable, 100% on me. What they tweeted along with the article was, Dak Prescott gave away the ball twice in the narrow loss to the 49ers in a matchup the Cowboys had a chance to win if they didn't again generate self-inflicted wounds. You can't, (laughs) as the official Twitter page for your own team... (laughs) Throw your starting quarterback <laughs> under the bus like that. That you just paid. Not like just, but like that you're paying a lot of money. You can't. That's the one thing you can't do. It, it, is say, hey, that you fucking suck, dude. That we, we lost because of you. It's just, it's just an issue of like, why would I want to then play for you? Yeah. Like I would just demand a trade. And I know like Dak is like polarizing he's 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 a decent quarterback though yeah right like 
Roughly, but no, I get it. He's bottom fifteen quarterback, I, and they treat I, him like he's top. Like I don't think he's bottom fifteen. I don't think he's bottom fifteen either. Like he's in, he's in the middle, and he has the talent to be up higher. Yeah, but it's just like you, you can't. No other team's gonna do that. No, that's your star quarterback. It's your, it's one of your star players, right? You can't sit there and be like. As a franchise, it's, it's definitely on the Cowboys. Back. It's definitely a bust on the Cowboys yeah. as a franchise or their PR team. Yeah, no, it's on the PR team. Yeah, and that, that's that's the issue. It's like if there's anybody, anybody that cannot throw him under the bus, it's you. Anybody else can talk their shit. I'm all for when a team wins and then throw shade at other teams. You know, yeah, it's like fucking great. Talk your shit because you won. When you lose and then you talk shit about your own team, it's like, man, you just you, – you, come on. Yeah. Like, you can't make that. Uh, so bad look for the Cowboys. Um, don't see how they come back from that. No. Um, I would not want to play for them. No. I wouldn't you do anything bad and they're just going to be like, well, it's your fault we lost. Yeah. So thanks. Appreciate that. So. All right. Guys, uh, that's going to wrap it up for episode 115 of Totally Talking Sports. We thank you guys for tuning in. Blue Elvis, thanks for the chat. Still didn't give us that follow, which is uh, a little sad, but that's Come okay. on, Blue Elvis. Drop the drop. Uh, Swirly on Twitch, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for the follow. You're awesome. Raffle, amazing Burger as cheese. always. Thank you so much for the sub. Burger Cheese, had a great time having you in here. You're always making me giggle with your <laughs> with your comments. They're always great. Um, next Tuesday, guys, or this upcoming Tuesday, is going to be episode 116. And then Thursday is going to be the new episode for Free For All uh, Sports Talk Day. Yeah, anything we didn't get to on Tuesday. Yeah, so Burger Cheese, remember to uh, come in on Thursday and post the darts link, and uh, we'll pull it up, and we'll, yeah, we'll, watch, we'll watch some darts. 100% we'll watch some darts. Uh, but, hey, appreciate you guys tuning in as always. You guys are awesome. You guys are the reason why we keep doing this on Twitch. Um, and we'll see you guys next week. Yeah, thank you guys as always. Um, like Timmy said, make sure you be here on Tuesday for the actual podcast, but still be here on Thursday. We're going to have a good time um, going in-depth on these uh, conference championship games. Not previewing the Super Bowl yet. Um, I think next week will be more of a recap the conference championship games, and then we're going to be talking about um, some NBA and NHL deep dive. Getting into that stuff because there's not going to be a lot to talk about from the conference championship, and there's going to be a whole week off. The following week, we'll be going super deep into Super Bowl preview um, right before the actual game. So make sure you guys are tuned in for both of those.